Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Stop doing those diet or workout fads to lose weight. Use the tried-and-true approach from Rock and That Idea Life that helps you find balance while enjoying food in moderation and nourishing your body. Try the Lean 30 program at rockandthatidealife.com and let today be your last first day of your weight loss journey. When buying or selling your home, you need to feel protected. Realtor Mike Burgoyne not only looks out for your interests, but as a St. Louis area police officer, will make sure you feel safe and well-informed with every decision. Email Mike at strikewithmike.com and start the process today. That's Mike at strikewithmike.com. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a doink, bro. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Go-Go Corp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Welcome to episode 17 of season 13. This is episode number, I don't have that correct, uh, 448. Yeah, that's right. Number 448 all time of the often imitated, never duplicated mom, Phineas and Ferber, making a title sequence. We're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Special thanks to our sponsors, Dustin from RockinThatIDLife.com and Realtor Mike Burgoyne. You can email at Mike at StrikeWithMike.com for proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them out. Also, don't forget to check out our t-shirt shop, Let'sGoBlues.com, for some well-designed and fairly priced blues-themed t-shirts. It's Thursday, February 1st, and we are streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and maybe somewhere else. Who knows? Uh, to interact with the show on social media. Our handle on all social channels is at LGB Radio. Just search for us and you'll find us. And if you haven't already done so, please like, follow, subscribe, ring the bell, buy a t-shirt from our shop, name your next pet Bill Day, or do whatever you can do to help us out. I'm your host, Jeff Pondered. I'm joined by Kurt Price. Bill Day is facing allegations, and producer Austin is grounded for watching an R-rated movie. <laughs> the agenda for tonight includes the Blues. Funny because it's true. It's true. Uh, the Blues' interesting five-game winning streak, the horrid loss to Columbus, the upcoming NHL All-Star Weekend, and much, much more. All that and more uh, on this cuddly and cute edition of Let's Go Blues Radio. As I said, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Kurt Price. Sir, how are you tonight? I'm good. I do want to say, I, I do want to say that if people do search for us, online and cannot find us you are doing it wrong yep correct <laughs> um you could it probably is... even type in let's go blues podcast and i bet we come up everywhere uh, yeah i i mean we're not hard to find you know no one else has our name there are other blues podcasts out there that have their name stolen by other podcasts that are on espn or um <laughs> uh, have their have their uh show name stolen by the blues for uh their theme and they get drowned out and all kinds of other stuff but not us no no 
Not us. We are out there. We are the originals. We are the originals, and no one dares, dares take our name. No. I mean, I get mad when I hear fans chanting our podcast name at the Blues games. I'm like, what are you doing? What do you want us to go live? Is that what you're saying? What's going on here? If you listen carefully, when you hear the crowd go, let's go Blues, you can hear like eight or nine people in the crowd faintly saying, dot com. After let's go blues, and then the no, other eight or nine, there's other eight or nine people going radio, <laughs> right, and so right. it it kind of drowns out. So that's right. why you can't make out either of them. <laughs> let's go blues radio. <laughs> I'm gonna start doing that at games now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, well, uh, so getting into the show, uh, we got a lot to talk about tonight, but, um, you know, we are on a break here for the blues. So I say we take it a little relaxed more tonight, Kurt. Let's, uh, kind like, like, like the COVID break we had. We'll just take it easy and talk some, talk some lighthearted hockey. Yes. I like it. Let's do that. Um, so I guess to open, well, we've got a couple of announcements we want to make. First of all, a kind of a crazy one. And I liked your response when I told you this earlier today, Kurt. Um, I, uh, I, well, I, well, when you said it, I was like, I, you sounded to me, I just, I took it as you being like shocked. And I was like, well, I, <laughs> you did. I mean, do you understand why I was Not, a little shocked I, though? I, when I, I, I get it. it. I, I was, I was half making fun. I was just, you know, but right. Yeah. No. And, and Hey, that's well-deserved. Um, no, I, so I, Jeff Ponder am actually on cameo now. So if you don't know what cameo is, uh, basically that's where, (laughs) this is where I chuckle celebrities, uh, go on there and you basically go to cameo.com and you can pay to have them give you a shout out, whether it's like a birthday, a pep talk, uh, I got one that I added where you can actually ask me to do a game recap for you. So uh, that would be fun. Um, and it's literally just like a personalized video that um, that you can get from, you know, I know uh, Blues personalities on there. I'm pretty sure John Kelly's on there. Uh, I know Alexa. Tom Dad, Calhoun. Tom Calhoun. Uh, Bernie Federko. Uh, friend of the show. All friends of the show. Chris Pronger's um, on there. Pronger's on there. I know Jamie McLennan's on there. So, I mean, there's a lot of celebrities there. But somehow, I made the cut. And um, what I was talking about with Kurt Literally, I messaged him and Bill today in Austin and said, uh, holy shit, I'm on Cameo. And then I like sent him the link. And Kurt was like, didn't you have to sign up for it? Why are you surprised? (laughs) I was surprised because I know somebody who tried to get on Cameo. Uh, He's a YouTube gamer. He has a fair following. So somebody told him, try to get on Cameo. He's like, yeah, it's a good idea. He tried to get on there. And they said, no, basically, you're not famous enough. So I went on there for, for, uh, I was getting a, a one for one of my friends. I was, I was getting one done for his birthday and I just saw the link at the top said, join cameo as a personality. And I was like, why not? Let's see what happens right away. I was accepted. It was like within 10 minutes, they were like, yeah, you're good. And I'm like me. So I had, I had heard that I had heard that you, they require some kind of a, a strong social media following for that kind of a thing, but I don't know. They do. I don't know how strict they are with it, or if they have exceptions, or or what, or I, or, I don't know. But uh, yeah, congratulations on that. Are you, are you going to be doing um, uh, them from your hot tub? That's what Bill asked, yeah. and I said if somebody requests it, sure, why not? I'll do it from my hot tub. 
<laughs> I don't care. I'll do it from anywhere. I'll, you know, they could say, hey, next Blues game, send me one. Sure. All right. While well, I'm in the game, why not? I don't think I would apply to be on there. I don't think I want to be on there because I know my friends would uh, be paying the, the uh, what would have to be a cheap price uh, for, uh, no pun intended there, cheap price. Yeah. Uh, to, you know, to have me say something ridiculously stupid. I could turn it down. But, uh, yeah, and so, yeah, well, uh, well uh, yeah, Godspeed to you with the ones that uh, that, that do request, if, if someone does, uh, and uh, what they have you do, you'll have to uh, uh, keep us informed. Yeah, I've, I've been live on there now for probably about 10 hours. No requests yet, which, you know, whatever. I'm, I, I will be surprised if I get one, but like you, though, I do think I'm going to get some of my hockey teammates that are going to be requesting some ridiculous shit. And I'm going to do it. Uh, Hey, as I said on Facebook, I clearly have a price and it's $10. (laughs) Johnny Knoxville. Did you hear about Johnny Knoxville? And, um, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, uh, um, on, uh, Steve-O. Yeah. Steve-O Johnny Knoxville. Uh, Steve-O had, had a cameo and Johnny Knoxville, uh, created an alias and was screwing with him on there and made him do all kinds of weird, stupid shit. And, uh, so much so like he harassed him and, uh, so much so that he shut down his cameo <laughs> and, he, and he didn't find out about it until after, uh, that Knoxville that's was hilarious. <laughs> well, he's making money in the process. Knoxville had to been I, paying him. <laughs> I guess I, I'm assuming Steve-O wasn't too cheap either. Probably not, because yeah, I mean, I mean, I'll say there's I some people on there that are like 500 bucks, and I'm like, yeah, Ooh. that's. I mean, I am literally ten dollars. So if you're looking for a cheap thing where you're like, maybe your friend or your girlfriend or whatever watches the show, hey, there's a ten dollar call out right there. That's very easy. And keep in mind, he has a hot tub, so request it be done from the hot tub. I I will do it. <laughs> I really will. <laughs> I probably have my limits. I know there's going to be some crazy request that comes through. I will have my limits, but I'll tell you right now, I don't know what they are. So you might as well test them. (laughs) Do do a uh, Ned Braden from Slapshot. Oh, that would be fun, but I would be cold <laughs> be as hell. Fun. Be fun. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, that'd be fun. All right. All right. You're telling me that wouldn't be fun. Do like a strip tease on the ice. Uh, fun's not the word I would use. Um, that'd be fun. I'd enjoy it. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you might have I, to I mean, pay it, for my ice time to do it. Folks. It'd be something, but I wouldn't. I, I, from <laughs> personal, I, that's not in the fun category for me. But <laughs> you do you. I will do me. Um, next announcement we have is actually, uh, regarding our friend Bill, who is not here tonight. He's got some obligations, but, um, uh, yeah. So when he does come back, uh, it was suggested to us last week that we introduce a new segment. Um, it's a new segment where Bill is going to break down the save of the week by a blues goalie. Uh, so we're still working out exactly how this is going to work, but, uh, just want to let our audience know that is something we are working on. I think that is going to be a really cool segment because I love picking Bill's brain about goaltending. So um, we will do that. We got to figure out the schematics of it. And hey, if you're listening right now, throw out suggestions of names for this segment. That that uh, we'll have to have a graphic and everything. It'll be really cool. I I think we, we we should do a graphic or a slight video intro, like a little five second video intro or something. 
of a fantastic NHL save or something with some kind of voiceover as a, like just a five second thing. Uh, yep. Maybe, maybe you and I doing something uh, just like, I don't know. Uh, we can, we can, we can write something or, or if someone suggests something that we like, we can, we can work that in, but that'd be, yep. uh, 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 this would be fun just to kind of kick back and let, uh, let Bill uh, pick out the save that he, uh, he's most uh, fond of over the past. Yeah. Week. You, you or I will have to do the legwork because Bill is uh, tech, techno, technologically challenged. Um, so we oh. will do the getting the clip ready for him. But right. yeah, we are just going to sit back and let him go. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, it shouldn't be a big deal to grab a clip off YouTube, nope. uh, strip it down and and uh, present it for him. He can play it, rewind it, whatever. Yep. Um, yeah, it'll be fun. Yep. Uh, I have... One quick thing. Last yeah, weekend, just want to toot my own horn. Uh, I mentioned last week on the show that I uh, was uh, probably not going to play in a pickleball tournament because my partner got hurt, right? So I ended up playing in it uh, because there was a guy up in Springfield that didn't have a partner, was playing singles on Friday, was not going to play doubles on Saturday. That's when I was going to play in doubles. And uh, the tournament director said, hey, why don't you, you know, if this, if I can get this guy to stay on Saturday and play, why don't you team up with him? I said, okay. Did you know this be, guy? Did not. Never met him before. <laughs> Didn't know who he was. And uh, he, uh, this was a 4.0 tournament. So, you know, a pretty good skill level tournament. Um, and uh, he, and super nice guy. Met the guy on Saturday about uh, 45 minutes or so before the tournament started. Real nice guy, um, looked pretty good, you know, in warm-ups and we were, we're practicing. Uh, game started, uh, and I could tell he was nervous. Uh, probably not a 4.0 player, probably like a 3.5, so that was a little rough. But uh, we got better as the day went on, and um, we were able to take uh, take home bronze for that. Uh, in How the many men's teams? doubles. There was a round robin, and they, they, they capped it at nine. Uh, so mm, they wanted to round robin, which I, which I liked because... You know, you're you some bracketed tournaments. You know, you might you know, double elimination. You say say you lose in the first round, then you lose in the down bracket in a game to fifteen, and you're done. Uh, so you're you're out right away. I mean, you pay ninety, eighty bucks, wherever it is, and you're you're out. That's kind of sucks. Round robin, you're guaranteed games. We were guaranteed eight games. So uh, when, you know, even when we got rolled over, you know, we were playing eight games. Yep. So uh, yeah, went six and two. Um, and uh, yeah, and and we we lost to the. Uh, uh, gold medal winners. When we played them, the team that won gold. We had them, and we 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 let them slip away. We had them. Uh, I think it was eight seven us, something like that. And you played eleven, and uh, yeah. and they they got by us. We just made some mistakes, and yeah. Oh, well, so that, yeah, it was really fun though. Bronze, super fun. Bronze is solid though, man. That's good. No, I'm super happy with it. Um, first time I would played 4.0. So and with a stranger, my God. I was gonna say you. You you know when people know that when you play in any team sport, you learn how to play off each other, and the fact oh. that you guys had to learn in the middle of a tournament is pretty good. Yeah, well, the, my partner, I, I I've done multiple tournaments with, and I play with uh, a lot in league play and stuff, and and rec play. Um, we we play really well together, and we know how each other to play. If we were paired together, I'm pretty sure we would want gold just the way we play together. But no, I'm super proud of the way we played up there. It was fun. So uh, yeah, that was a a lot of fun up in Springfield, the uh, Prairie Stars uh, 4.0 tournament. It was a good time. You uh, so did did you actually get a medal for it? I did I did? Nice. I don't have I don't have it upstairs. It's I don't ah, have one. That's but a shame. I did, but uh, yeah, oh, uh, no. my YouTube channel, my YouTube channel, uh, YouTube uh, dot com slash Kurt Price. All the games are up there, 
So I, nice. I, uh, I actually live streamed them all uh, for my friends that watched. But uh, yeah, and then I came home and cut it up and put each game up. Had some stupid over the top fun with the graphics and the intro. Oh, yeah. You it, just if you want to just go watch like the first thirty seconds of one of the videos and you'll see what I mean. It's just like uh, I kind of well, went over the top stupid uh, fun with it. Like it's I do a the real, same a real sports I, production, you know. <laughs> yeah, when I um, when I did my um, when, the last time I played pond hockey, unfortunately I I couldn't. This last time it froze, but the last time it froze, I I got a bunch of helmet cam videos. Um, had the goalie put on my. GoPro, then I'd wear it, and I, you know, got a bunch of different angles of stuff, and yeah, I did the same thing. I cut together like highlight reels, and it's just like it's so stupid because it's no, you it's, know, it's very low level, but it's so much fun to do it. And I'm like, I don't care if nobody watches this. I'm having fun putting this together. It's fun to take stuff you do. It's not you know you're not playing professional or you know even amateur. You're playing amateur level stuff. But then you produce it like a video, like it's professional. It's just yep. hilarious. I, I love it's yep. it's uh, it's comical to me. I like doing that. Oh yeah, I'm with you. Uh, well, let's get to our official beers of episode number four forty eight. I had it right there, but nowhere else. Um, you can follow each of us on the Untapped app. Uh, Kurt is at C Price twelve. I am J Ponder ninety four. Bill is Billy Blue Note thirty three. Kurt, you've been leading us off, and uh, I don't blues five and one in their last six. So we'll stick with it. <sighs> Yeah, five and one in the last six. Um, shouldn't have. You wouldn't think we'd have a lot to complain about, but oh, I, we, <laughs> we we do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I I don't have a beer. I have a soda. I have a Pepsi Zero Sugar. But the thing about my uh, the vessel that is containing my my Ooh. Pepsi Zero Sugar is the Voltron glass from Four Hands. Nice. It's the Yellow Lion. It's hunks glass sweet that's awesome yeah amy got that for me that's a good woman what soda is it did you say what it was uh pepsi's pepsi zero sugar all right which i'm you know i like i said before i've always in my life i've hated 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 diet soda uh this does not taste like diet soda yes my my wife loves the she drinks the orange uh what's that sunkissed yeah, uh, pe- zero sugar and the Pepsi zero sugar, and that's like all she drinks anymore. Yeah, the doc- the Dr Pepper zero sugar is really good too. And I, you know, I and I didn't, I don't really drink a lot of soda um, until right. I tried this. I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. I'm like, I'll, so I, I'll, oh, drink, I'll drink this now. So I will forever be a Dr Pepper hound until I'm literally told I can't drink regular Dr Pepper anymore. I I've had the Dr Pepper zero sugar. That's good too, but nothing beats the OG. Oh, and I'm not going to say it's as good as real soda it's not but it is way better than your old school diet diet coke diet pepsi oh yeah that stuff sucks i agree so out of my uh chalice my duff beer uh glass i uh so actually i almost did just grab a dr pepper myself so we almost had a dual soda show uh but i thought you know what i could break into the winter reserve um, I, uh, I, I decided, uh, cause I always grab a bunch of these at the end of the season. Yeah. O'Fallon pumpkin beer. I decided to pull that out. I said, why not? Let's have one. Uh, so that is my, my beer of the episode. One of my favorite beers throughout the whole season, throughout the whole year. That's the beer that keeps giving the whole year mm-hmm. for, for that, you, I guess. I'll admit, I actually, last year I was able to extend it out cause I've got enough where I, I had one in like June last year. And I was like, man, I'm probably not going to like this because I like the lighter stuff in the summer. And, you know, it's so hot in St. Louis. 
it still kicks. It still rips, baby. It's good stuff. Yeah, pumpkin beer. I mean, it's it's not like you're drinking a stout. You know, mm-hmm. there it's it's lighter than that. But yeah, I get you. I get you. I, I I'm a, I'm I'm a totally a uh, lighter, fruitier, citrusier beer. I, give me anything like that in the summertime when it's hot. Uh, oh, you'll. Sure. It, Summer shows, whenever we I do decide to have a beer of the episode, um, it's typically a summer shandy or a, yep, uh, yep, a yep, Leidenkugel, yep. something like that. For sure. Yep. For sure. Well, uh, let's get into it. Uh, we got some Blues roster news to talk about up front here. Uh, we'll roll through these pretty quickly. Uh, Mackenzie McEachern, everyone's... Uh, I'm sorry. McKenzie Does anyone McEachern. care? Does anyone care about McEachern? <laughs> I mean, really... John I, Kelly I, does. He's with the Blues. He's not. He's up. He's down. He plays sometimes. He's like, oh, he played this game. Didn't even see him out there. <laughs> I who ca- who cares? Well, I'm going to tell you anyway. Turn the page. I'm going to tell you about Mackenzie McEachern anyway. Uh, <laughs> he is undergoing season ending season ending surgery on his right shoulder. Uh, he suffered the injury during the Springfield Thunderbirds six one win over the Charlotte Checkers yeah. on January 27th. He's expected to be ready for 2024 training camp in September. I meant to look up his contract. I thought the Blues only signed him to one year. Um, but with them referencing that, that tells me maybe he got a two-year contract. Uh, I got it right here. Uh, McEachern. <laughs> uh, oh, let's see. Where is Is he not? He's he's probably listed. Let under me scroll like, down. Oh, he's down on a non-roster. Yeah, he'll be probably. at the bottom. Yeah, there he is. Uh, yeah, he's signed through next season. Okay. So, uh, yeah. 775K. You know, he, uh, on the IR, he will contribute a, as much to the Blues on the IR as he does on the ice. So hey, He did have an assist in eight games for the Blues this year. That was with, I thought that was with, uh, was it with the Blues or with uh, Springfield? Oh, he had a lot more points for Springfield this okay. year. I was, he I was higher say, point okay. scores. So one assist in eight games. And yeah, uh, yeah. secondary. I thought he was effective his I think it was his first and second game. I thought, you know what? He looks pretty good on that fourth line, but then he fell right back into obscurity like he's done every time. Um, he'll have one good, like, it's like Nathan Walker, you know? He'll come out and play great, but then he's like, he's at least still serviceable oh. after he's not scoring goals. McKechnie will come out and have one or two really good games, and then yeah. you just don't even notice him anymore. Walker is 10 times the player McKechnie is. Oh, as far as, like, noticeable on the ice, being involved in the play. Yeah. I he's I mean, Walker does so much more out there for me than McKechnie. Agree. I agree. I'm just saying they both have huge impact right when they get called up, but 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 Walker at least still brings something to the team after ten games, after five games. McKechnie is not like that. Can a bunch of people just like also like you know, tag John Kelly nicely on Twitter and say, hey, it's not McKechnie, it's McKechnie. Yeah, Where do you get McKechnie from? Because that was so funny when, because we bitched about that the first time he was here and then, you know, the the blues bring it back. And then I completely forgot about it. And then as soon as he he starts and play or plays a game and you hear Kelly call his name, like, Oh yeah, fuck. I forgot about that. Yeah. Not a fan. Annoying. Yep. (laughs) Uh, So in more important news, uh, Scott Perunovich has sustained a lower body injury. Uh, He did that against the Kings on Sunday. He did not return. I don't know if you have. I haven't seen any updates on his status since the injury. Uh, and clearly had, he did not play Tuesday versus Columbus. Had an MRI done. Okay. But then that's all I heard. But they're, okay. they're, 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 they're going to, they had, they had the MRI. They're not releasing the results of the MRI for some reason. And they're going to reevaluate right. uh, uh, 
I forgot when the date was. Mm, In a few weeks? I didn't see that. Or a month? Yeah. We'll see. I mean, shit, it might, they might even say, like, we're going to reevaluate when the season kicks off again, February 10th. So, who knows? I, 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 I Maybe. R- rough to lose him. I thought he was hitting his stride even more. He, well, I'll talk about yeah. the play he made this week. It was ridiculous. Uh, it's a real shame to see. What I don't understand is social media, their uh, perception of Prunovich is mostly negative. Have you noticed that? Do you want to know why? Well, because because he gets hurt a lot. But well, and because no goals, scoring goals, no goals. Right. That well, I'm telling you, that is it. That's the okay. big thing. He's an offensive defenseman. He's be scoring goals. Who cares if he has like 15 assists? Yeah, and that was a not well. That's what they were saying about Krug too. When Krug was playing well to start for the first chunk of the season and getting some assists, but no goals, and they're all pissed off. And like, I, man, the crowd that you know, if you're not scoring, you suck. Uh, no matter what your position is, um, I don't understand you. Yeah, I'm the same way. I agree. I, it's like um, I remember somebody getting in an argument with me once about. Um, I see it. No, right, let's talk I about it. it. Yeah, the big beaver says uh, he is inconsistent and doesn't produce. I will say he's had some lapses, but keep in mind he's still a rookie. He has still like not gotten enough time to not be considered a rookie. So the inconsistency doesn't bother me. We see the flashes, and I think overall, I think he's been fine. He just he's makes got, mistakes. He's got 12 and, and assists in 31 games. I think the other thing that that is kind of stacked against him is that Matthew Kessel has been such a revelation. Yeah. And I think everybody sees him and says, well, he's playing great. Why is it Perunovic playing like him? And it's like, Kessel's better defensively, don't get me wrong, but Perunovic is leading the charge offensively. That's what you want to see from him, and I think he's been okay defensively. He's just made a couple mistakes that you notice. Very Perunovic? Like he had a he had a ba- Perunovic, yeah. yeah. He no. had a bad turnover um, no. that okay. led to a goal this week, and I think that's what people zero in on. Yeah, well, you know what? Everybody, okay, if you're going to nitpick, uh, if you're going to say so-and-so sucks and then point out one play, or two plays, you know, this season. It's like, give me a fucking break. You know, who's who's going to play a perfect game? Who's going to have, you know, Nicholas Lindstrom had bad turnovers that cost them games sometimes. It's oh, just, yeah. it happens. Uh, also, Prunovic, uh, most points per game this season from our defensemen. It's pretty good. He's played, I mean, as, as, as I'm, I'm doing math on the fly here, 12 points in 31 games are leading point uh getter for I'm sorry, hold on. That's wrong. I was looking at the wrong column. My bad. Twelve assists in thirty-one games. Uh Krug has, let's see, twenty points in fifty games. Uh so I mean still he's a, he's that's for he hasn't played every game. He's he's been a healthy scratch uh, early in the season especially. Uh I'm I thought he's played what defensively. I thought he's played really well. I haven't had a problem with his. I don't know. He needs more ice time, no doubt. But I'm he needs to have some breakout games. I mean, yeah, uh, I see that point, but I, I do think that he gets a bad rap. Well, um, how much do you want out of him? That's the thing, well, too. You know, the other what, thing too what are you is, expecting? And out I of think him? I think it's a psychological thing. I think people are expecting to see him step in and basically be 
what we all wanted Tory Krug to be. And because it's taking him time, because that's what works. And I'm not saying you, Bake Beaver, you're a smart hockey fan, but the 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 general fan is like, why hasn't Perunovic stepped into Krug's role yet? And that way we can trade Krug this summer. I really think that's some of the thinking. And it's just that's not how it works. Like he's still a kid. Give him time. I mean, he's only getting 14 and a half minutes per game, which is not a lot for a defenseman. So, I mean, he, and, uh, you know, he says, Big Beaver says he's not hating. He's being overcritical. Uh, you know, I mean, sure. Nothing wrong with being overcritical. Uh, if you, you know, if you want to back it up with, so with your words, that's, I mean, you know, kind of what hey, we do on the that, show. Sometimes. That's what just, that's what discussion is about, right? You, you, yep. you have, you have an opinion and you, and you, you feel strong about it. And you just stand by it. That's cool. Um, I saw you squinting there, Kurt. I think Kurt. I think Ken's right. He says you need your you need your reading glasses. Was, was I squinting? <laughs> I saw you too. Yeah, I wasn't squinting. I think I was. Right. Uh, I think I was uh, uh, thinking. I squint when Maybe. I think. When, okay. I was, I try, when I was doing math for the for the defenseman. <laughs> yeah, I I rub my balls when I think. It gets me in a lot of trouble. So. I, I don't. I mean, I don't know what people are expecting out of Prunovich. I I mean that. I mean they want. What do they want? I mean, I, I think he's rounding into kind of what they expect. You know, I don't, I don't. He's not an amazing. He's a he's a power play quarterback, and he he's a fine job at that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not. And I, mean, I think it's overstated that he's bad defensively. I don't think that's I think he's been true okay. at all. I think he's I think okay. he's fine. Yeah. I put him defensively speaking. I put him. Probably a maybe a, a hair under Scandella, which I think Scandella has been fine this year for the most part. Starting the season, well, you Scandella's got, I th- been better than expected. I think you have got to break up him and Tucker. I think that is the biggest issue. But you know, outside of that, I think Scandella has been fine. I think defensively, Perunovich is a hair under him. Which, hey, if that's that's an NHL defenseman right there, that's a guy that's going to have a long career in the NHL if that's the case. Uh, I think, uh, let's see. Justin Scott said thoughts on my take. Um, you got a couple things here, Justin. Uh, he says, think about ROR. He wasn't scoring, but look at what he does so well. He works hard. He plays a complete 200 foot game. It's not about productivity all the time. Yeah. I mean, I think we agree with that. As long as you're doing the right things on the ice and you're, you know, making your teammates around you better and they're not having to cover for you all the time. Yeah, See, that's that's a big part of the game. And Justin Scott also that is a logical and calm thoughtful analysis. A general analysis of a hockey player. It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? I think with a lot of people uh it, which we touched on, it's 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 they're they're so one-dimensional in their thinking. You know, you got to score goals to win, and if they're not scoring, you know, what good are they? So, I, I mean, uh, goals. They can be racking up assists. But they don't count, right? You got to score goals. Divide by zero says maybe it's not just Perunovic. My take on it is just that D has problems. People want it fixed, but there is no easy fix but time, and it's hard to sit through it. Yeah, I, I do. Actually, that's not a bad point, divide by zero. Um I do think that this defense has improved vastly over last season, but we are still seeing some things that are bleeding through that are not great. But 
I think over time we are still see them correct. Like that was a problem last year. We saw backdoor, backdoor, backdoor constantly. This year, you see a backdoor play, and then you don't see it for three or four games. Because I think it's like I, they look at the tape and they say, oh, shit, that was a mistake. Let's not let that happen again. And we're not seeing the same mistakes made because I think they are correcting them on the fly. I have very little issues with the defense this season. Yeah, there are some things you can you can, you can can talk about. <clears throat> uh, almost every team has that kind of thing. But uh, this and this season, it's the offense. For me, the offense is crazy and consistent. I mean, they can look really good for a few games, then just go dormant and uh, have you know twelve shots through two periods. Um, you know, do you on, on most nights? Do, do you include the breakout with the offense when you talk about offense, like getting because out of their zone, starting the offense? Because I think that's been a problem this year. Well. Yeah. Like okay, well, your transition game can oftentimes be uh, started by your defense too. So, um, right. I mean, so I guess if you're talking offense, you're talking offensive mindset, not just offensive players. Yeah, right. right. I'm offensive talking about. Players. I'm talking like when we talk about defense and we say like, oh yeah, the forwards are oh, part sure. of defense too. Same thing. Absolutely. With the offense. Same thing. Same defense thing. starting the play. Sometimes they but, fumble the puck. Again, we saw Perovich do that this week. Yeah, We've seen it plenty but, all season. But I, I don't have as much of a problem with um, uh, our defensemen uh, transitioning out of our zone necessarily. I mean, I do. There are issues with that um, more often than you'd like. But my biggest thing is the, 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 the elephant in the room with this offense, if you're going to talk offensive problems, is their when they're in the offensive zone. I think that, yeah. that, that to me is a bigger, much bigger problem. Um, they're just their their lack of uh, getting pucks to the net. Their uh, lack of creativity. They're not moving away from the puck. Uh, when they don't have the puck, they're just kind of standing around half the time. When they went on a nice uh, run before this last run, uh, I don't know what it was like twelve games ago or something. They were playing some good hockey, and uh, they and this was soon after Banisher took over. I guess it was. Um, and they were, it was noticeable. They, I mean, they guys were active away from the puck. They were creating lanes by moving around. They, they were just on the same, they were clicking, you know, um, puck, puck carriers were moving one way. Uh, guys who were trying to go up and were moving another way. And they were just cycling, rotating in and out, creating, moving in and out of lanes, out of that bumper area, back and forth in the corner. It's just, it was, it was, it, and and they kind of shied away from that for a while. And then they kind of, the play regressed, you know, how they've been up and down all season. Um, and I don't think I, I would say they've returned to that even during the winning streak because they had issues during the winning streak. Um, but uh, my, my problem with their off, with the offense has been the offensive zone They're They just pass up shots and they yeah. sometimes don't look like they're on the same page and they're, they're passing in the traffic when they should be taking a shot. It's just, I it, it frustrates me as a as a forward, um, you know, playing in my high level men's league career, um, <laughs> and uh, a nineteen a mid nineteen nineties college play, um, that it, it's just frustrating to watch because because uh, as, as a forward you want to see creativity, you want to see shots, you want to see crash in the net, you want to see aggressive play, 
And you just from your from your best guys and some of your best players just aren't doing that. Uh, Big Beaver, bingo, buddy. Uh, this is this is with what Kurt's saying. This is also probably number two problem for me with this offense. He says lack of control in the zone, really. But when they were on and cycling proper, they looked like a top five team. Yeah. Um, that to me is the problem. Is we're not seeing that zone pressure where it's just like, oh my god, the Blues. And, and granted, this is not the blues of two years ago, three years ago, but still like, we're not seeing the zone pressure we should be seeing. I think that was something that Armstrong was probably wanting when he made the coaching change was let's see them hem teams into the zone and where they can't make a change, but the blues are cycling through changes. We just don't see that. Even when they're winning games, we don't see that pressure where it's just the other team is stuck and they're tired and they can't get out and they've been trapped we're not seeing that right now. And and I think that if we can find a way to get that back, because they've got good passers on this team. they got grinders to get in the corner, but for some reason it's just not gelling. I think if they can figure that out, that is a huge stepping stone to getting this team where they need to be that, and like Kurt said, not passing up very good shots. Yeah, and, well, and your best shooters passing up good opportunities to put the puck on that. Mm-hmm. I think that's a problem. I mean, you know, if if Walker, you know, passes up a scoring chance to try and pass in traffic, I'm not as upset as if Kairou does it. You know, right. I mean, and and to me, I don't know what's going on with him uh, mentally. Uh, Ken Morris said Thomas is a stud. Kairou is a trick pony. <clears throat> I I'm hoping this is just a growing pains thing for Kairou, um, some kind of transition he's going through uh, because he looks a tenth of uh, of uh, his dynamic ability dynamic ability this season is a tenth of what it was last season. Oh yeah. He I mean and his overall game not, last it's it, like he doesn't know how to puck handle half the time. He doesn't even do what he used to do last year in the offensive zone. It has nothing to do with his defensive coverage which has gotten much better this season, but in the offensive zone he's just all the same mindset. And he just doesn't do it. And and when he does and when he does try to dangle uh, go around a guy, he looks pathetic. He just yeah. can't do it. He doesn't use his yep. speed. How many times do you talk about that? Uh, uh, when they talk about, you know, uh, fastest speed bursts of this season in the NHL or on the Blues, you know, who is it? It's never Kairou. Kairou's oh, nowhere to be seen, they, ever. He's they, the fa- they, they one of the fastest that, guys in the NHL. He doesn't, he doesn't they use say that in the middle of the broadcast, like third period, be like, here's the fastest players tonight who's had the quickest speed burst. Kyrie, I've never seen Kairou on that. And no. I'm like, how is that possible? He's the fast, literally probably top three fastest players in the NHL. And, and he, for some five, reason, he's never on those lists. No, Letty is always up there. Yep. You, you see who's hustling. I mean, Letty's fast. Um, he's not Kairou fast. Um, and, and I don't, I don't, you really, I think that speed burst, uh, uh, top speed thing uh, is one of the more handier and interesting uh, stats from these uh, stats they get from the, that, that chip that's on the, in the Jersey. Uh from these players uh that's that shows me i mean kind of in a, in a in a general way uh who's busting their ass out there who's hustling yep agree um, if, if your fastest guy is nowhere to be seen amongst the top skaters in the, the fastest skaters in a game or in you know this season even it's like well what does he do why even pay him for his speed which is one of his best weapons if he ain't using it i don't, I don't yep. get it uh kurt i am i am hard up against the break 
I am hard up against a break. Uh, so we are uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll finish this offense discussion, I'm sure, as we'll talk about the Blues and their uh, the end of their five-game winning streak as well as their game against Columbus, plus other news around the NHL and some great articles from a couple of friends of the show. Uh, you are listening to Kurt and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. We'll return after these messages. We've all tried a diet or workout fad at one time or another, but it always ends the same, right? We either lose the weight and then get back to our routine, but then put the weight right back on, or it just simply never takes hold. It's time to move into a habit-based program that focuses on organization and simplicity. Rock and That Idea Life's Lean 30 lays it all out for you with the correct food to eat, how to meal prep, and even sprinkles in plenty of healthy recipes. With Lean 30, you'll get the full ID Life arsenal, including energy for that needed kick, a tasty nourish shake for your needed fiber intake, slim plus to help control your cravings and provide a metabolic boost, lean capsules help bust those sugar cravings, and IED Nutrition gives you the added punch you need that takes the guesswork out of what supplements to take. Join the many who are seeing success and make this your last first day on a new program. Visit rockandthatidealife.com to get started, and remember to email Dustin at rockandthatidealife at gmail.com for an extra 10% off exclusively for Let's Go Blues radio listeners. Start your transformation to the confident, vibrant person you've always wanted to be with rockandthatidealife.com. St. Louis hockey fans know how it takes a reliable captain and a team of hard workers to achieve major goals. As a police officer and a hockey player, realtor Mike Burgoyne would wear the C in any situation. As a leader in the home buying or selling process, Mike has surrounded himself with a team of trustworthy inspectors, lenders, and escrow officers that work together more cohesively than Hall & Oates. And as a member of many teams in his life, Mike knows the service are first responders, veterans, nurses, teachers, and yes, even you let's go blues radio listeners provide the community so he offers special rates to those individuals find the value in mike's leadership and teamwork today by emailing him at mike at strikewithmike.com or calling 314-753-4060 he'll work closely with you and only show you the homes that match your goals that email again is mike at strikewithmike.com or call him at 314-753-4060 and succeed with your new teammate today and now, back to Let's Go Blues Radio, the longest running St. Louis Blues podcast with Price, Ponder, and Day. What are you laughing about? I'm just, and I'm gold. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's and I and I feel I feel really bad about because he sent me uh, some of his uh, work to to read over and and I we talked about it and I said yeah I'd read over it and we can talk about some of the stuff on the show and uh and I I didn't get around to it didn't get around to it and then I forgot and then it would just seem like it was too long and then I couldn't find them and I was like oh well, I want to ask him for him again <laughs> well there you go there you are that was a long time ago um and I feel bad and uh I think we were friends on Facebook but uh Adam if you want to <laughs> hit me up uh while I'm thinking about it uh, my Facebook account was uh, hacked and and is gone forever. So that's right. He's yeah. been uh, he's been sending us like uh, kind of like interesting facts and shit and like asking our thoughts. And I'm like, man, Kurt never responds to Adam, but I forgot it's because your <clears throat> your Facebook got hacked. Yeah, well, I he's got a new page. Find him, Adam. I I don't I don't think I I went through and I I it went through suggested people and I clicked a bunch of names and I'm like I can't remember everybody, and so I'm thinking I don't know if I did Adam or not. Um, 
So if I haven't, I'll find them. There's everyone, a new Kurt Price. If you go yeah. to my friends, Adam, you'll find him. Yeah, it's it it and Facebook. F- fuck you, Facebook, because the uh, the support. I'm serious. You can't if 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 a, if a standard regular user such as myself, if your account gets hacked and linked to a spammy Instagram page, which mine did, and then therefore gets suspended by Facebook, uh, you have no recourse. You can't contact them. You can't get it back. You can't, there's no email to send it to. There's no phone number to call. You. There's no social media account. There's no online chat. There's nothing. You cannot contact them unless you're a business uh, uh, about this kind of a stuff. Uh, or you pay for advertising. Uh, you. If you're just a simple user, you can't get it back. It's, it's terrible. You're yeah. not the first person to say that. Oh, no. I, there are forums of people that the exact same thing has happened to. And... You, they, they they tell you to contact the attorney general, and so I did. <laughs> oh wow! Um, and they sent a response saying, uh, you know, we we can't help with that, even though we know that people are saying to contact us, we we cannot help with that, mm. um, unless unless there was actual uh, fraud or you know something that we, they stole money from you or something. So mm. yeah, yeah. And so anyway, anyway, long story short, yes. I uh, uh, too late. I sucked. I, I, I apologize. Apologize, Adam. I I I've sucked about that. I will. I will do my best to get to it. <laughs> my uh, life is Ken, my life is pretty busy. Uh, believe it or not, Ken Morris. Uh, another week without Bill Day's Blues Save of the Week. Uh, I don't think you might have missed us at the Open, Ken. Uh, yeah. We did mention that is something we are going to start doing as soon as Bill comes back. So we are still working that out. But yeah, that is an. Was that you that suggested that, Ken? Because that is an excellent idea, and we loved it. And we pitched it to Bill, and he responded right away and was like, "Yeah, that sounds awesome." So he's all for it too. Let's not go tooting the horn too much just yet. We haven't done it yet. It might flop. Who knows? That's true. We'll see. <laughs> um, well, I'll tell you what didn't flop was the Blues in Seattle. So they uh, they took uh, three games before this. Uh, they, they beat the Washington Capitals in the second of their back-to-back uh, and then beat Calgary and Vancouver. And they were finishing up their, I guess you could call it now, the Northwest road trip. Uh, they continued their winning ways. road the road stand, right? Road stand. Of course, uh, they take down Seattle four to three in overtime uh, to end the road trip. What was that score? Uh, you said four three. It was four three in overtime. Yeah, Very nice odd, if, right? We don't yeah. ever hear that score. No, I, I'd like to see more of those scores four to three. Yeah, maybe we might. We'll see. We will okay. see. Uh, second game in a row at this point that they had won four to three in overtime. Um, Blues uh, they trailed three one at one point. Um, and, uh, you know, they ended up coming back in this game, winning it. Jordan Biddington, I thought, played very well in this game. And, again, that's kind of been a trend, I think, under Bannister for the most part. The goaltending's been fantastic. Uh, He makes 33 saves on 36 shots. Uh, I believe, don't quote me on this, I believe this is the first time the Blues had 100% power play percentage all season. Could be wrong on that. But Hmm. they were two for two, which, wow. Uh, Seattle goes one for two on the power play and, uh, just overall, I thought a, a, a fun game, um, didn't hate this game. I wasn't, you know, mad. They were down three to one. I thought they were still playing well. And I still found myself saying this team's come back before we could see it again. Well, and this was a big game for the standings too, because yeah. they were battling for, they were pretty close. I think Seattle at the time was a point. One point, I believe. Yeah, and the Blues with this win, regulation, uh, I'm sorry, uh, overtime win, uh, gets... I think they tied them at this point. uh, They 
Well, the Blues were ahead of Seattle. Oh, they were behind. Were they behind them by a point? I thought they were behind by a point. I could be wrong. They they were neck and neck, and yeah. uh, you know, getting this point, uh, in, the extra point in overtime in this game, uh, getting the two points was uh, was a big deal. You can't. I mean, being down three to one, you back on my my mind's like, man, this is a this is a standings game. You know, I mean, it's down three to one. You know, get on your horse, right? But uh, and I was with, with you though. I'm like they were playing they were playing pretty well. Um, yeah. So. I mean, the shots were ridiculous. It was 36 to 18 for Seattle. But again, shots aren't always the story. Um, I thought, like you said, there was a couple times where I noticed they were the Blues were passing up chances. And I'm like, motherfucker, shoot it's all the season. Fuck. It's, all, it's all fucking season. It, yeah. it's all, I, every game. But I will oh. say, one one goal that I loved, and we already talked about one of these players, uh, I thought Robert Thomas's power play goal was uh fantastic uh that was the deflection he had he had an assist in this game as well but uh basically there's a shot on the from the point from perunovic his deflection in front was just sickening you know i mean you think of a deflection in front right kurt you're a you're a forward you think of the the stick kind of being parallel to your body or maybe angled down a little bit he's literally holding it like to his side (laughs) and he freaking deflects the puck like that kind of stuff i see i'm like I could try that, and out of a hundred times, I might do it once. You know, Robert Thomas, he just makes it look so easy. Uh, and again, of course, that's a big power play goal that cut you know, the lead uh, three to two for um, Seattle. You know, um, so I, I just pulled up. I was watching the highlight again, and uh, yeah, I agree with you. You know, it just sticks up like this, but you know, it's it just shows how talented uh, a lot of these guys are as far as like tipping that puck out of midair. But um, the NHL. It was what the dot com website has changed the way they do goal replays. Have you seen this? Have you noticed this, Jeff? Mm-hmm. They, they don't they, show the replay itself. It's much shorter. Yeah. They only show a few seconds before the goal, and that's it. Yeah. Um, it, and they don't show a replay, a slow mo of it like they used to. No, nope. they used to show like maybe 10 seconds before the goal. They don't do any of that. No, you got to like, go on YouTube what, now. What the fuck? Why? I mean, this was yeah. so nice to have up here to review. The, you could okay, we could see, you know, uh, who was to blame for this, or if a goal was scored against, who missed an assignment, what went wrong, or uh, or what to praise. But you can't see how a play develops at all with this stupid setup. No, all you see is the the shot and the goal basically, and that's, and that's it. Over. No replays yep. even. It's just like, yeah. what the fuck? Come yeah, on. Well, I, at first I appreciated it because I was like, oh, they got rid of ads before goals. Because it was like every time you would click one of the goals to watch, you'd have to watch a minute of ads. And it's like, it depends. motherfucker, this it is going to be like a this is going to be like a 30 second clip. But then it's like, well, well, now you're not giving me replays of the goal. So all I'm seeing is it live. So there, there, there's, a, there's some kind of a, there's some kind of a, a uh, formula that you are a, a process you go through to not get the ads. And I don't know exactly what it was, but I never had ads on NHL.com. Hmm. I, I'm I not, I, well, I think it was, I think if I closed a video, I think if I closed, a, uh, I don't know what I did. I think if I closed a video and or closed a page and went back to it, it would give me a video. If I stayed on it, I don't know if I did. If, I forgot. Well, the, I would. I would do what you're was. doing. I would do what you're doing, right? Like I would go to the game. Yes. And then it shows oh. like all the goal scores. It's got the little video icon. That's yeah. what I always did. And I but, always. But I would. Ads. I would right click. That's why I would right click on the on the play video, and I would open a new window. 
Ah, and I, I would genius. play that. I would play that, and it would play, and then and then I close it, and I might get an ad for that one. But then when I go when I close that window, I still have that screen open. I right click on the next video and play a new window. No ads, and it never oh. gave me an ad for the following video. But now that's all changed. I didn't even think about that. Well, yeah, now it's pointless because you don't get ads anyway, which is nice. But yeah, I do like that. Replays. I'd rather have the ads with with the, well, with. I I agree. I agree. As opposed to what we have now, yeah. Like I'm not even going to NHL.com to watch this shit anymore. Now I'm going to YouTube. I'm watching like Sportsnet. Uh, their their recaps, and it's like, yeah, you're missing clicks to your website, NHL, because you fucked this up. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to watch an eight minute recap. I want to watch the. I want to watch you know ten seconds before a goal, and I want to see a slow mo replay. Well, unfortunately, you got to <laughs> pick your poison. God damn it. Yep. Um, so we'll stop being techie nerds here and we'll talk about, uh, this game itself. So last thing I want to mention real quick, what'd you think of Buchnevich's Selly in the uh, game? <laughs> goal? I, you know what, uh, you know, I liked more. I liked Thomas's reaction to it when they interviewed him after the game. Did you oh, see yeah. He, they were asking cause he, he didn't really get a good look at it. And, and someone, one of the reporters like showed him and he's looking at it and he's like, he's like, he just starts laughing. He goes, what the hell is that? <laughs> uh, yeah. I love the explanation too, though, because he gave Bushnevich said it was a, a Russian player you know, over in Russia, scored a goal who hadn't scored a goal in like two years, might've been a defenseman and he scored a goal and he goes, and Bushnevich goes, and he does that, that paddle canoe thing, whatever it was. And he goes, it was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and See, so I, when it. I first saw it, and I even put that in my notes, I, Sweep. I when I first saw it, I thought he's sweeping the road trip, like yeah. they swept the road trip. But yeah. I, but then when he said that, I was like, oh, that is more yeah. like a canoe motion. Yeah, yeah. He I said it wasn't cool. for the sweep; it was just because a guy in Russia did it. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> well, stop me if you've heard this one, Kurt. Uh, the Blues win in OT four to three. Uh, this time against the L.A. Kings on Sunday afternoon. Uh, this was their fifth straight win. This is their longest winning streak under uh, interim head coach Drew Bannister. Um, I got to ask you the question, and I know you're going to answer the same way I am. Don't get me wrong. I love Joel Hofer. I think he's playing yeah. a great season. Why the hell did he get to start here? I mean, he, he played well. a broken record on this. I but know. I was, but I, I'm with you. I mean, I don't. This is this is another big game, right? I mean, yeah. you're I this mean, is I a team you're battling for a, a wild card spot. Yeah, uh, and you're and, at and home. You can't. Somebody said I saw somebody say, "Well, it's because Biddington got overworked Friday night." And I'm like, "This is Sunday afternoon. Like, it isn't a fact. I mean, yes, it's it's what thirty six hours, but it's not fucking twenty four hours. Like, I don't understand that. To me, you have your starter in for the big games, and you're talking about. If you're going to play Hofer, play him Tuesday against Columbus. Yes. But even then, yes. I'm like, play Bennington until the All-Star break. Let him continue his yeah. hot streak. Yeah, I would Let him continue this out because then he's got, what, 11 days off? Like, it made no sense. I get I, mean, I do get a certain extent wanting to give Hofer some work. But if you're going to do that, put him against Columbus. There are There are plenty of games on the schedule that are suitable for a quote backup goalie for a backup goalie game. This was not, I mean, yeah, LA was struggling bad. Actually, they, they haven't played yeah. well in a while. Um, but still with that said, this is, this is a big game. I, I just don't, I, I'll I never don't understand how they approach goaltending on this. I mean, but I mean, but, I mean, but you know, it, it, they won. 
So, I mean, it, right. You, yeah. Well, and, and that's the funny argument I get whenever I say this. People are always like, well, they won, so they clearly made the right decision. And it's like, okay, so if they lost, it was the wrong decision? Like, to me, yeah, they they won. I'm happy. I'm glad. And I, like I said, I really do like Joel Hofer a lot. But to me, you, you play your starter in the big games. I think this I'm, is the wrong decision. Yeah, Uh that's a good question. Baked Beaver says, "Are we running into a, a running a tandem of one A one B?" I guess. I mean, no, but I, but I, but sometimes it seems that way, right? I in in situations like this, like why wouldn't you be starting Bennington at home against LA, uh, real tight uh, standings race with them? Why would you not run out your number one goalie again? They won and hope for play well. So, I mean, it worked. It's great, but. Nine times out of ten, I start bidding in this game. I, I don't. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, I there are. Do I have the schedule up here for like what's coming up? I, no, I, I can't answer that. I don't. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, the 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 break is obvious, right? And then you got Buffalo, Montreal coming out of the break. I mean, and then you got Toronto, That's, Edmonton. There's, there's one of those Buffalo, Montreal. You put Hofer in there. Why sure. not? But man, I haven't looked at the looked ahead at February. Uh, Toronto, Edmonton, Nashville, I, Toronto. Let me ask you: Ooh. Would you have even minded if they would have played Hofer Tuesday against Columbus, and then when they come back, play Hofer again and give Bennington a little bit longer of a break? I wouldn't have minded that. But when I, you're playing, I don't know Hofer against no. your big division you teams. That's crazy. Not division. I'm sorry. Conference. Well, but you're battling for a wild card spot. You play your starter. Yeah, but yeah. And then there's an argument too. How much time off is too much time off? You know, for a for a guy that's playing well. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I, I, also, too, you could say, oh, okay. Well, let's give Bennington the first start after break against Buffalo. Um, and then you know it's a it's a game that you know it's an it's an away game, but still. Um, I think I would have been more okay with that than playing Hofer against the Kings in this game. Like I would have been more okay with them saying, we're going to give Bennington a two week break or however long it would be. It may have a play the last game before all-star and then first game. I mean, I, I, I would have been more okay with that than them saying Hofer starting against a team we have to beat. I mean, the, the, the goaltending decisions uh, seem strange, but they, they worked out a Columbus, uh, Bennington was really good. Oh, it was I mean, great. One goal against and, and Hofer beat the Kings. Um, and that one so, goal against you cannot put on Bennington. No, no, Whew. no. I, I mean, put that on God. many players, but it's not Bennington. <clears throat> even, even allowing one goal. I don't even care. It's like you used to win that game. You allow one goal, yep. win the game. Yeah. It could have been a squeaker and it's like, who cares? It's one yeah. goal. You can't expect your goalie to get a shutout. Yeah. I, you can't. Yeah, well, some people may. Well, Smart hockey fans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I thought in this game, uh, the LA Kings, so uh, heading into this game, they were the ninth least penalized team in the NHL. Um, and and I think at that time, uh, one of the stats I heard, I think it was from Rivers, um, that like in the last like 10 games, they'd taken like 11 penalties. Like it was ridiculous. And But in this game, they took six penalties. Yeah. Um, and I was like, damn, like, and they were, they were penalties. Like they weren't ticky tacky calls. Like there was blatant trips, uh, high stick. Uh, there was one. I, and then I thought in the third period, I thought they could have gotten three or four more. Like at that point, the, ref, yeah. the referees had kind of put their whistle away. And it was just like, 
there is a blatant trip right there. Like, I think there was one on Sunquist late in the game. And I'm like, that should be a call, but they're not going to call it because they've already given six penalties to the Kings and one to the Blues. But How often? they were they were awful in this game. How often do you see that? Six power plays for one team and one for the other. Yep. That's, I mean, I mean, I, I'm not saying... I'm never going to say that there's, you know, some kind of conspiracy with, with the officiating in a game. That's just like league wide, you know, league run conspiracy. That's ridiculous to me, but yep. uh, the, the officiating, just seeing this on paper without even having watched the game. Are you telling me one team committed six penalties and one team legit only committed one penalty the entire game, yep. the way the, the nature of the game, I don't think in the history of this league has one team, uh, uh, like played a perfect one, game, played a perfect game, or yeah. or just one penalty in a game. There's all kinds yeah. of shit that the officials. I miss. remember there was a game. I think it was about four or five years ago where the Blues and Red Wings played, and there were no penalties all night. It was zero zero for power plays, and I think uh, John Kelly even called, or probably Darren Pang called out that was the first time in history between those two teams that there wasn't a penalty. And I'm like. Yeah. I don't care how clean of a team you are. There's no way you did not commit one foul in an entire game. So the big beaver says, does it really matter if we draw the penalty, if we don't do anything with it? Uh, have you watched the oh, team? The past did month? Have one, they did the, have one goal in this game with the power play the past month though. It's this power play has been pretty good. Better. So, yeah. Pretty good. I mean like top 10. Yeah. So in the last right. I got the stats later. We'll talk about it. But yeah. All right, we'll do that. It's just short of a month. Uh, almost like three, four or five days shy of a month. Um, the Blues are uh, top 10. or top, Yeah, nice. top 10. Nice. I believe. Top 10, top 10, 11, something like that. So uh, in this game, uh, I thought the Blues' third goal was one of the prettiest of the season. Uh, Thomas threw it to the high slot. <laughs> that was the one where Perunovic took it. And then just, I mean, the slickest softest touch pass I think I have ever seen uh, over to, to Cairo who just, you know, took a great shot and beat David Riddick. Um, that I, when I saw him do that again, like kind of like the Thomas goal in the previous game, I'm like, I couldn't do that. Like the way that it was just so soft, it was just kind of like a, I'm just gonna, it, it's like a tip. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. he's going to touch the tip just to see how it feels. And uh, you know, <laughs> Just, and he's just, just the tip. perfect just the right tip. on Kairu's stick. And it's just, I couldn't try that. I could, Again, I couldn't do that in 100 tries. Like, it's crazy to see some of the stuff Perunovic can do offensively. Like, yeah. he has got slick hands. I mean, yeah. But people have to complain about him. So, he's not doing enough. Right. Um. I also wanted to comment, and I think that if Bill was on the show, I think this would have been the one he would have broken down in terms of uh, a goalie save. I thought Hofer's third-period save was ridiculous. Uh, Blues had a bad turnover. Uh, Trevor Moore found um, Ayafalo. He blasted the one-timer. That was when he made the save. Rebound popped in front. I thought Pareko actually played it pretty well on Philip Deneau, but Deneau just fought for it and then was able to throw it back on net. Uh, and then Hofer got right across, got his body in front of it. Not really the prettiest save, but it doesn't fucking matter when you get your body in front of it and make the big save that 
really the Blues needed at that point because uh, that was a 3-3 game. So uh, very nice save by Hofer. Again, I know I bitch about him getting starts here when I don't feel like he should be, but man, he is he is standing up to the task when he needs to, and that was that was might have been his best NHL save, I think. Yep, uh, it was. I mean, uh, fantastic save, and uh, like you said, yeah, we do bitch about goaltending decisions, but um, uh, under Bannister, I mean, it's been good. So yeah. whoever's played uh, for the most part has been good. So I mean, it's. Uh, I guess she, I guess you, you know, maybe you could argue that, oh, well, if the other guy starts, then the, the whole game is different. Maybe we win. Maybe, maybe, but you can't complain uh, after the fact uh, about the performance. You can question the decision beforehand, which we're doing, but uh, the performance, uh, you know, is, is good. Uh, Then Shen scores an overtime uh, ties the, uh, and uh, he ties the second. Let me repeat this. Uh, Shen's overtime goal tied him for second all time in blues history. Uh, it was his seventh all time for the blues that tied the late great blues hall of famer, Pavel Dimitra, uh, his second OT winner in the past three games, which was impressive. And keep in mind, he also assisted on Buchnevich's uh, overtime goal, uh, the previous game against Seattle. Uh, for those wondering, Vladimir Tarasenko leads the blues, not Brett Hall. Uh, with 10 overtime goals. So one stat that Brett Hall does not have. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, different era of overtimes too. Right. You know, five on right. five versus three on three. A little yep. different. A lot different. Well, and, and, uh, no, I guess you're right. Yeah, he has only been. Wait, or was he part of four on four? Who's that? Tarasenko? Four on four. Or was it only because they did was, four on was... four for a little while too. No. I think when he started, they were already on three on three. They didn't do four on four. Yeah, they did. Did it four and four? Mm-hmm. Yeah, early two thousands. Yeah, for a brief period they went to four on four before they went to three on three. I don't remember that. Look at it all. up, son. I'm telling you. Okay. Um, but uh, I thought the play itself was interesting. Uh, I thought Buchnevich actually didn't get enough credit for this goal. Um, it reminded me of uh, uh, Colton Pareko, uh, his goal against Washington in the second game last week when he broke up that play. The pass came across. It was in, in the in the air. He brought his stick up, stopped it, and then skated it up, shot one on Lindgren, and scored. Similar here to Buchnevich. I thought he didn't get enough credit on this goal. All the talk was Shen, you know, being the uh, second all-time for, for overtime goals and obviously his ability to skate in and take a great shot um, on Riddick. But I thought him his ability to, to kind of break up. So he broke up a pass. It was basically a two-on-one. Broke up a pass in midair with his stick, circled the wagons behind the net, and then Shen, you could see him on the replay, just busted up, thought, man, I got to go up the boards here. Buchnevich found him, perfect pass off the boards, right to him. And then Shen buries it. Blues win this one four to three. Beautiful overtime goal, well executed by both players. And uh, and again, credit to Joel Hofer for keeping them in this game. I uh, thought there was a couple chances they had late in the third period where uh, this game could have gone the other way. Uh, I wasn't listening to a thing you said. I'm trying to research this. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. The crowd understood. That's all that mattered. I don't see anything on it. Why don't I remember four and four overtime? Help me out here, fans. Help me. I out. mean, I mean, I know, I, can, I know, I can go to four and four if there's a penalty, right? And uh, in overtime, it goes uh, mm-hmm. it's four on three instead of 
three on two. And then when the guy gets out of the box, it's four on four until there's a stoppage. I'm telling you, it was pronger years because they would throw him out there. Maybe it wasn't with the blues, but I remember they would throw him out there with three forwards because they were like, pronger's got it back there. So like, so like, oh, seven ish somewhere in there after the yeah. blues. Yeah. Uh, that's my guess. It's somewhere in there. I know they did it for a short period. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> Okay, I'll tell you what. Why don't you break? Uh, why don't you break in and uh, you introduce the next game? I know you got some notes on Columbus, that, and I will try to find something on it. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And does anybody in the chat remember four and four overtime? If if they had it for a while, I feel stupid because I I've, I've apparently uh, blocked that portion out in my mind. Um, the Blues uh, fell to the Columbus back Blue Jackets one to nothing. Uh, even though the Jackets had no line A, no Fantilli. Uh, even with those players out, they're one of the worst teams in the NHL. With with them in the lineup, they're one of the worst teams in the NHL. They're in your building with your number one goalie in net, and the Blues laid uh, an inexcusable big fat egg. Uh, one of the more lackluster, uninspired offense performances I've seen from this team in quite some time. And that says something because this team uh, has struggled. We talked about uh, inconsistent with consistency uh, offensively this season. Uh, especially recently. Uh, it, All right, let me let me read this okay. to you real quick. Okay, good. This is from when the NHL adopted the shootout. Uh, in this is a press release from July twenty second, two thousand five. Regular season games that are tied at the conclusion of overtime will be decided by a shootout round beginning in two thousand five, two thousand six. The National Hockey League announced today. The new shootout rule guarantees a winner each game. Ties have been eliminated. If a game remains tied after the five-minute four-on-four overtime period, the teams will engage in a shootout. So that was 05. 05, yeah. And I I can't remember when they went to three-on-three, but I think it was – I don't think the four-on-four lasted very long. Okay. I can share this link with you if you don't – Yeah, no, I I believe you. I just wanted to to read up on it. I'm – Oh, thank you for that. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Hmm. Okay. It was a brief period in the NHL. Um, but yeah, oh. obviously not very memorable. Oh, I see you got, I see you got this from <laughs> NHL fake rules.com. Oh, yes. Yes. I love that website. It's my favorite. <laughs> I, I guess I just drew, I guess I just blocked that out for some reason. I feel shame. Yep. But no, I'm with you on this game. Um, we're going to talk about some articles here in a second uh, written about the blues, but uh, from a, f- a couple friends of the show, but this was disgusting. Um, I'm sorry. You don't have Fantilli. You don't have line a, um, and this is, you're riding a five game winning streak and you're playing Columbus, you know, and you like, you have, uh, I think you said it in your building. Um, you've got your goalie in net that has been on fire and you fucking lay in it. You should want to destroy this team to put a yes. stamp on the season so far up until the break by winning six straight and feeling good and getting some, maybe some folks to talk, you know, during the all-star game about the blues playing well, going into the break, you know, now they're not, uh, it's just, the, the yeah. but there's no, there, it's just gonna, it's just a, a really flat feeling, uh, going to the break for the blues and it pisses me off. The the big thing that that speaks volumes here for me is the stat of the Blues only had nine shots until one eighteen <laughs> of the third period. That's unacceptable. Like if I'm Drew Bannister, I am fucking. <laughs> I 
I was going to say pulling my hair out, but I guess he can't do that. Um, yeah, I would be furious. I'm like, guys, seriously? Nine shots against the fucking Columbus Blue Jackets? What the hell is going on yeah, here? Two periods plus a, plus a minute 18. Nine shots. Oh, <sighs> awful. Yeah, and Columbus. I mean, the lucky Columbus didn't have a goal before they got their first one because they hit the uh, post crossbar. Um, mm-hmm. Bang, bang, uh, which they ruled was a goal. Uh, the official was so sure, right? Goal, goal, goal. Yeah, right. Never went in. Yep. So close. And uh, Justin Scott is is right here. Both teams were abysmal. They were. I, fucking they were. abysmal. Yeah. And- I, I thought Columbus played well enough to win, but the Blues didn't. You know, like yeah. they were both yeah. bad, but I think Columbus was slightly well, better where it's like, Col- well, they played better than the other Columbus team. played good enough to win against a team who was playing terrible. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, Money Puck actually had the Blues winning this game uh, by 52%. Uh, out of a thousand simulations, the Blues win fifty-two point five percent of the time. So they just edged out uh, Columbus. Uh, so yay, <laughs> yay! We 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 won. We mathematically won the advanced stats. Uh, <laughs> One thousand simulation matchup. Uh, Ken Morris in the chat says Jeff Merrick said against CBJ only Bennington and Tyler Tucker what? put in any why? effort. Because Tyler Tucker game. fought. Is that why? Yeah, I. I didn't really notice Tucker in this game. I didn't really, I, didn't, I mean, I didn't notice. He, he fought and he honest, lost. But... He lost the fight. So I mean, oh, he got his ass he kicked. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you know what? I do applaud him for fighting. Sure. Like, uh, no, I love a good fight. Uh, but... I'm forget uh, Olivier. Olivier is a tough fucking. Sure, customer, I love a good fight. So, but yeah, good for him. But yeah, but I mean, was, he's uh... he's got few roles on this team, and and toughness is one of them, and he got it handed to him. Yeah, he did. But either way, I I don't I don't know Tyler Tucker. I, I thought Sunquist played okay. I thought he was probably the best skater for the Blues. Yeah. But overall, uh, Neighbors I thought had a decent game. But yeah, every oh, Thomas, Neighbors missed that um that Thomas open awful. Neighbors All Neighbors should have scored. Right. He yeah. he f- no, he should have scored. I mean you you yep. you I mean the goalie's down, and I think Rivers gave uh, the goalie credit for sticking his pad up in the air. He did nothing of the sort. This pad was on the ice. No. And uh, mm-hmm. neighbors just didn't flip it over the pad and didn't get over. And it's just like, yep. oh my god, he had so much stuff to shoot at. He got a score. Tag has to. Um, I, and I thought on the goal, um, you know, and it's it's tough to just pick apart one play in this game because there was multiple times the Blues just flubbed it. Uh, I, I it, Thomas, I'm sorry. Listen, Robert Thomas has been fantastic. I saw tweets uh, from not Blues fans, but uh, other people saying. Look at how the Blues are performing analytically, and then look at how Robert Thomas is performing. And it's like without him, they're not even in the playoff hunt. So this guy should should be considered for MVP at this point. Yeah. And so I I will oh. I will say that I agree with that. I think Thomas has been great, but man, on that goal, Thomas is as the puck in the offensive zone along the boards. And then he just throws it yeah. to the middle to absolutely this, no. This one. was the worst game Thomas has played in a while. Hundred, it was a bad game. Absolutely, he gives it right to the Blue Jackets, which springs them on a four-on-two. And really, I thought the only players, which this is going to sound weird to say, that even tried to do anything on this goal outside of Bennington was Kairu and Matt Kessel. They were the only guys that were back checking. Krug was on controller unplugged. Thomas and Bucci, Thomas was following the play, but still way far behind. 
And Butch Davis wasn't even in the fucking picture. Like, I don't know where he was. I guess he went to go get popcorn or something. And, you know, Voronkov takes it from uh, Wierenski, and I'm just a beautiful goal for them. But it's like, where's the back checking? Where's you see a player turn the puck over? You want to see him bust his ass to get back. Holy shit, that's my mistake. I got to tie up a stick. He didn't do anything on that. To play. be fair, I mean, they were all bad. To be fair with Thomas, I guess, in this game, if. If uh, a lot of the forwards are mailing it in in this game uh, and you're a passer and you're setting them up, uh, if they're not busting their ass to get open, if they're not, you know, if they're not doing their part, uh, you're going to look silly because you can't complete passes or you you, know, you can't find people or whatever. I mean, no, I'm not saying that was all of it, but because it, Thomas coughed it up quite a bit. Uh, made some bad passes when he should, and fell down a few times trying to do something. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't. It was it was a it was just a bad night overall. Um, and uh, you know some some folks were saying that they mailed it in before. You know they were just thinking about making uh, thinking about being on the beach for their uh, their trip. I'm not. I mean that's a thought, right? I'm not sure how you quantify that with how you. You know what I mean? Well, but, I'll tell you what. Well. While we're talking about this game, because the next our next little discussion is going to be a couple articles that went out. Let's go ahead and mention Luke Korak, a uh, friend of the show. Um, he did have a very, I, I thought, a very insightful, very honest piece. He about is a, this he's game an honest guy. Came out. He, he, he tells yeah, it like it is. I love him for that. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so Luke Korak of, uh, well, NHL.com, but also the HockeyNews.com. And uh, In the Slot, is that the name of his? I believe that's the name of his blog. Um, but for the hockey news, he wrote a column after this game. Blues got what they deserved in losing to another lowly team. And again, this was after this Blue Jackets game. Um, and I want to read a couple uh, 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 snippets from this from this uh, article. Go check it out. It's well done. It's got great quotes from Bannister that back up everything Lou Korak has to say. A uh, couple couple snippets he has here. Snippets. Snippets. He has here. I don't know what that was. Um, He says, and when I say this isn't the first time there were no shows against some of the lesser opponents, they are now three, four and O against the four last place teams from each division, including the blue jackets, senators, Blackhawks, and sharks who all have a combined record of 62, 115 and 18 good for a robust three eighteen winning percentage. So the blues have a losing record. Against these, that teams. game against the Sharks, uh, rough. That that early in the oh, season when the Sharks hadn't oh, won that yet, was bad. Oh, that yep. was rough. Uh, he, and Lou adds, it was evident from puck drop that nobody was interested in skating, nobody was interested in playing for one another, which has been echoed in the locker room this month. It was evident effort was lacking severely. Columbus came to play a hockey game. The Blues are more concerned with their flight times to whatever beaches they'll be on on Wednesday. I love that. Well fucking said, Korak. That was my thought, too. I'm like, they are fucking phoning this game in. They are ready for their... They're already on break. It's one of those things like, um, you know, we all have those coworkers, right? They're about to go on vacation. And their last two days before they leave, they don't do shit. They're just like, eh, I'm just here to get my paycheck, and then I'm going to be gone for a week. That's what the Blues did in this game. I'm sorry. They looked awful in this game. Awful. And And... We're going to talk about an article written by a uh, friend of the show, Brent Hockman, here in a little bit, too. But I thought this game particularly, 
there was no fight in this team uh, outside of Tucker. Uh, there was no fight. They did not put up any kind of Dukes with Columbus. And Columbus is a bad hockey team. You have got to bring a better effort in your last game before a huge break. And when you're on a five-game winning streak, just ugly. I couldn't agree more. I think, um, and I, I don't want to change the subject back, but I would. I did want to mention something uh, before we get too far away from it. Uh, did you, has anybody ever seen the uh, Ivan Provorov's name on Money Puck for Columbus? No. If, remember Ivan Provorov last year with the, the he refused to wear the pride jersey yeah. because it was against his religion, Russian Orthodox, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's a bunch of bullshit. Okay, so uh, his name on Money Puck, and I will, let me share the screen here. It is, there it is. Can you see it? <laughs> that is fantastic. Money Puck has Ivan Provorov's name in rainbow letters. <laughs> no one else's is in rainbow letters, but his is. And if you click on it, if you click on it, it takes you to uh, the Trevor Project, which is a donation site that advocates against anti LGBTQ plus laws and policymakers and helps LGBTQ plus youth get the support they need. Um, oh, that is so awesome. I, I was like, that is hilarious. I, I that is uh, fantastic. <laughs> I hope he does. I hope they do that with Eric Stahl too, after the bullshit he said last year. So that was uh, so good on, good on money buck for the, for that's great. Good work. Trolling Provorov. <laughs> that's so funny. Anyway, very, I good. wanted to mention that before we got away from that. I got too much, too far. No, that's fine. Um, but yeah, I just, a rough game. And, and, you know, it is funny because, like, I think if this happens four games ago, we're all like, ah, that fucking sucks. They laid an egg against Columbus. They got to win this game. But when it's right before a break and you're coming off a five-game winning streak, you yeah. expect a top-notch yeah. effort. And that this, was just not there. This, this game, game was just, I mean, the, the game was boring. I mean, boring Columbus didn't do a whole lot. The the Blues did next to nothing. I, I thought... It was just, I. It was such a frustrating game to watch. Um. And it and it. Did you see uh, Korak's tweet in the second intermission? No. What did I? He said, "Uh, the score is still. It was, it was along these lines. The score is still zero zero between Blues and Columbus. My apologies if you bought a ticket to. This oh, game. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I was thinking that. I'm thinking, you know, you know, I could have been a game that I took my daughter to. Um. Because she's always yeah, asking I, to go to games. I considered, I considered going because I looked up tickets. They weren't that oh, expensive. And I'm like, this could be a game I take my son to because he yeah. you know, he doesn't care where they play. He just wants to go to a game. And I'm like, fuck, glad I didn't take him because I would have been pissed off the whole time. Yeah. I, it's, I mean, it's it's Columbus. It's during the week. Who, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. right. Um, but, I mean, and that's true. Out of... All the teams in NHL, Columbus is up there. They got to be in teams that other fan bases just don't care about. Right? Yeah. Who cares about the Columbus Blue Jackets? Does anyone outside of Columbus? Like, they're never any good. 
it's just I'm trying to think who their biggest rival is. I guess for them, maybe like Pittsburgh or Detroit, but I don't think Pittsburgh or Detroit would consider them rivals. Yeah, I don't. I mean, uh, what's his name when they had... Uh, I think Pittsburgh's their closest team, right? When they had... Uh, what's his face? They drafted uh, Oh, uh, their best player. Rick, Rick Nash. Nash. When they drafted Rick Nash, I think they had some years where they were in the playoffs, were they not? And the, and there yeah. were some good games with the Blues. Oshie, the Oshie and Nash uh, mm-hmm. rivalry there for a short time. That was pretty good. But uh, so, aside from that blip uh, in their history, uh, yeah, they who 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 gives a shit about the play? They had a couple good years there when they went to the East. Uh, they had that year that they beat uh, Tampa in the first round. Um, yeah, so done that was some good. Things, that was but, great. That was good. But overall, I mean, well, then they got swept in the next round. That <laughs> doesn't so matter. Just, uh, the, the, taking out yeah. Tampa Bay that year was amazing. That was that. I think they that that year they had the record for most points in the regular season. Yeah, that was, and they got swept by the eighth. That was great. Uh, so surprising to hear in this game, the, uh, well, I guess not surprising to hear in this game. Uh, there was no power play goals. 0 for two for Columbus, 0 for three for St. Louis. And I thought that power play, they had, no, this was an early season power play for the blues. That's bad. They had nothing going. I think the last one, I don't even think they had it in the zone half the time. Like it was in the neutral zone. Then it would get cleared out. They'd get it in cleared out and it's just they got nothing going I mean, this game what the hell happened i mean every every team lays an egg once in a while and so you'd like to just say you know what it's a stinker it sucks it is what it is uh however um and i think we're we talk about too that the, the blues were not going we're not playing great hockey during the win streak I mean, they they were fortunate to win a couple of those games. Um, yeah. They were outplayed. Um, low shot totals, you know. Uh, not that shots are the end all be all to, you know how how dominant a team was in a game, but you know they they were outplayed in uh, two or three of these games. So, but you know, I mean, it, it, when you're winning, it's funny how a simple win or a win streak, no matter how you get them. Uh, tends to uh, make the negatives of the game like invisible. Yep. So uh, Justin Scott brings up a great point here. He says, Jeff, you're three and zero at the blues game. If you, if you went, <laughs> we would have won the game. Hashtag blame ponder. And uh, yeah, baked beavers jumping in on that too. Hashtag blame ponder. So let's, let's get that trending guys. Um, <laughs> now I, I, I don't even think my luck would have helped the team in this game. They clearly, their minds were somewhere else. As Korak said, thinking about what beach they'll be on on Wednesday. Um, I, I agree one, 100%. They did not look like a professional hockey team in this game. Uh, what Justin Scott said, though, is that uh, the Blues are currently in the playoffs. So they do that hold that second wild card spot as we speak. They are tied in points with the Predators, but uh, the Blues have two games in hand uh, on them, which is uh, substantial. So, yeah. Yep. Um, so I did want to mention, uh, again, we already talked about Lou Korak's awesome piece again, titled, if you want to read it, uh, blues got what they deserved in losing another, losing to another lowly team. Uh, but Ben Hockman, so this was after the Under Seattle the game. 
friend of the show, uh, both friends of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, he he posted something on one twenty eight, uh, January twenty eighth. It was after the Kraken game uh, on STL today, and it is not behind a paywall, so you can read it. Um, the Blues have been winning of late, but in weird and unsustainable ways. Yeah. And uh, when I saw that article post, I thought <clears throat> unsustainable. That is, that's the word. Like, I couldn't put a word on. I'm like, they're winning, but there's no way it's going to last. They keep playing this way. And that's the word right there. Um, a couple quotes from Ben in this article. Uh, he says, uh, quote, in the past three wins, and remember the last three wins were the the Northwestern road trip, so Calgary, Vancouver, Seattle. Uh, he says, in the past three wins, and really in the majority of their January games, the Blues have been outplayed. Sure, yes, they're on the winning streak. Still until the Blues uh, start dominating games more times than not and don't need their indefatigable, I can never say this word, indefatigable, indefatigable, indefatigable. Where, where are we at here? Awesome. <laughs> Let's say awesome. Indef- uh, what is that word? I hate that word. I can never say Indefatigable? it. Right. Something like that. That sounds right. What does great. that mean? Uh, uh, awesome. Fantastic. Come on, great, man. Uncanny. Nobody knows what that word yeah. is. Um, so let's just change the word. And uh, don't uh, they don't need their uncanny goalies to const- constantly make cartoonish saves. <laughs> I'll remain cynical. This team can make the playoffs, let alone win in the playoffs. Uh, he also adds, as for these surprise wins of late in the most recent one, Seattle outshot the Blues 36 to 18. I don't know which is more astounding. The Blues only got 18 shots or the Kraken doubled that total, but the Blues won four to three. In the game prior, St. Louis also conjured, conjured just 18 shots. Vancouver had 32, but the Blues won four to three. In the game before that, Calgary controlled the pace and took a 3-1 lead in the second period, but the Blues won 4-3. And I just so well said, Ben, uh, we got a couple things in here we can get to. but uh, And I know he's just looking at shot totals and and the lead change, but overall, you look at the game play. I mean, again, I talk about the offensive zone pressure. It's just not there for me, and good teams consistently win when they can get a little bit more pressure and – jump on rebounds and, and, you know, forecheck well, which the Blues have done fairly well. But there's a reason why they're only winning in overtime. They're not winning games 5-1 to one at this point. Well, the I, part of the reason why they have uh, – they went on this winning streak and we're getting outplayed in areas of the, of the game that is not sustainable, uh, their power play and penalty kill over this – Oh, last six games, even including the last loss to Columbus, they are uh, the the Blues power play. Let's see, is over the last six games uh, or eighth overall in the NHL, twenty seven point three percent, which is three for eleven. Small sample size, but still, uh, they're five and one during that stretch. Their PK uh, over the last six games, eighty five point seven percent. Uh, which is twelve fourteen, and their combined power play and penalty kill is one hundred thirteen percent. So they're over the 110 mar- benchmark that you want to be at to be a good team. So and to be happy with your with your special teams. So that uh, their special teams were helping uh, greatly to carry this team uh, over that win streak. The five, oh, the last six games, even including the last one where they didn't uh, score a power play goal. So. 
Um, one thing, so we do talk about Money Puck a lot on this show, um, and in Ben's article, he actually had emailed the creator of uh, Money Puck, which is Peter Tanner. Um, so he asked him, like, you know, what's going on with the Blues? Friend of the show. What do you think? And we had Peter Tanner we on? We had somebody from Money Puck on once. It wasn't Tanner. Okay. Um, are you sure it was Money Puck? I thought it was. Maybe not. I thought it was like NHL numbers or something. Uh, <laughs> ah, let's get wrong. Peter Tanner I on. I could be wrong. <laughs> Who knows? We've had a lot of people we on. Have. Uh, he says, uh, short story is... The Blues have gotten, and this is from Peter Tanner. Short story is the Blues have gotten lucky their past four games. They are scoring more goals than they should be, given the quality of shots they've gotten. At the same time, Jordan Bennington and Joel Hofer have stopped more shots than they usually would. The Blues aren't generating more scoring opportunities for themselves or preventing their opponents from getting scoring opportunities more than they have earlier in the season. The Blues' luck will likely run out soon, and they'll continue to struggle to make the playoffs. They are currently at a 21% chance to make the playoffs. And now I will say, you know what it sounds like, huh. who's it sound like to you? Dom. Yeah. 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 And, and I was going to make that. I was about to make that comparison. Okay. This. So when we talk about before, if you listen to shows two, three years ago, and Dom always talks about the blues are going to regress back to their means because they don't fit my model. And it's just, fuck you. Your model clearly doesn't, isn't the end all be all. Learn to get with the times. The Blues are are, are sh- choosing quality over quantity, and I don't. But I don't think that's the case here. I think it's different because I do think the Blues they don't. First of all, they don't have that crazy dynamic offense they had. They don't have the talent they had those years ago. But I do think that this team they're passing up good opportunities, but then they're not. It's a, they're not it's, it's like getting more it's great pop, opportunities after they pass up those great opportunities. It's a opportunities. pop gun offense where they're one and done more times than they should be. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not, they don't have sustained pressure like chance after chance. Like if it's, it's, it'd be a lot different to me if they pass up an opportunity, but then they hold on to the puck and they <laughs> cycle and they got, they get one or two more chances. Okay. That doesn't happen. That That's what it was two yeah. years ago. Well, they pass up that opportunity but they got three more on that shift. Like this team doesn't do that. They get one chance and then they're, they don't take it. They lose the puck. Puck goes down the other way. They're hemmed in their zone for a minute. Like it's, it's like you said, pop gun offense. It is very quick. And then when they don't and get the chance they wanted, they're done. You know what, There's though? no more off with the pop gun offense uh, reference analogy. I, you know, and that's, but that's not, over, that has not been, I'm not going to blanket statement that, for the entire season. Uh, it's like it comes in spurts over chunks of games. Um, they have looked really good at times this season uh, with sustained pressure in the offensive zone. Uh, just not, it's not consistent. Um, right. And Justin Scott does mention in here that uh, this team is 12, two and two in one goal games. So that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, it, it, he, and he, and he's, he's uh, uh, choosing to remain positive and, you know, they won five out of six games. However, they did it. Uh, if they got you know, outplayed in some games and got lucky uh, to win a few of those, fine, whatever. They won them. Um, but yeah, and I think Hockman's thing was, is that sustainable over the long haul? And I guess, uh, I guess we'll find out. I know Justin uh, Scott said that uh, a lot is going to be, this team is going to have a lot to, uh, 
we're going to be analyzing this team uh, a lot more heavily coming out of the break than maybe uh, we would otherwise because uh, we have some things to look at as far as I'm so interested. Somebody asked earlier, I think it might have been Baked Beaver, um, asked about, um, you know, what do we see in the future for trades or whatever? It's such an interesting year for that because it's like, do I want to see them? Because like I said earlier in the season, I think if they could upgrade somewhere, it's getting another top six forward. But it's like, do I want them to go get a top six forward? And I'm like, probably not because this, again, I think is still a kind of a throwaway year to a certain extent. I don't want them to forfeit anything I, from the future well, for this season. It, it all depends on what you got to give up. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm always willing to get better. It just depends on what you got to give up and how long you're going to retain that piece you acquired. I, I, I'm always about getting better, but the only way that I see it working is if, uh, excuse me. And it's probably not a great analogy because of what's happened, but if you get like a Jacob Verona trade where it's like, we will trade and get a guy, but he's under term for next year or like, He's, a, you know, right. or, you know, we're going to be able to resign him to a cheaper deal. Like, that's, I think, the only way the Blues, they're not going to go get a rental because they know they're not going to win the cup this year. Yeah, I would. Do I want to see them get better and then maybe make even just a little run in the playoffs? Hell yeah. Why not? I love playoff hockey. Uh, Justin Scott, the second part of this comment here, uh, he, I, I'm all about it. He goes, I hate the argument that uh, goalies are saving you. So what? That's what they're getting paid for. A lot of championship teams have won cups because their goalies took them there. Blues, the Blues, uh, Blues ran with <laughs> Bennington, right? Um, yep. Dominic Hoshik. I mean, my God, uh, he took the Sabres all the way oh, to Game Sabres Six. Team. The final. Um, that Sabres team had no business being yeah. there. They were a good playoff yeah. team, but they were not a Stanley Cup final. And I'll tell you what, uh, every player on the team will tell you that they didn't have it uh, team wise, but it was all goaltending. And and that happens. You know, you get, you got to have a hot goalie to win games uh, consistently. You got to be you have a good goalie. I mean, um, nowadays, it's tough to win if you got a guy that's not, you know, saving your bacon a few times a game. So, I yep. mean, the teams are too good offensively, typically. So I, I, I hundred percent agree. I, I don't like, I don't like uh, people saying, well, uh, you're only winning because this part of your team. Well, so what? That's that that part of the team is paid. To winning is winning. Help win this team team games. They're doing their job. Yeah. You know, I, I, that's that. I agree with you completely. That you can't you can't knock uh, a positive when it's when it's helping you win. So. Yeah, I no, I agree with you. Um, it's just I I do agree with Hawkman to a certain extent. I think that <laughs> over the long haul of the season, the way that they've been winning is a little unsustainable. You're asking way too much of your goalies. I'd like to see. And I think the defense has played fine. Again, I just think it's more of a, and, they're not getting offensive zone time or controlling the puck time to where it's the goalies having to move left to right, left to right, left to right. Even though maybe, you know, they're not getting shots. They're still having to work their asses off to make sure they're in position. So I do think it is. I agree with, with Ben. I think it is unsustainable hockey. But well, that hasn't been all season. I that's, think that's late. Exactly. It's, it, over the past, uh, the winning streak and and the game against Columbus, that's six games, really, he's talking about. And uh, actually, no, the last three games, 
and then the and then the game against Columbus, right? He didn't talk about the entire. Yeah, I actually didn't. I, didn't I actually, and I know this this came after his article. I actually didn't think their game against LA was no. a mirror of the previous games. I thought the LA game was just a good hockey. Yeah, game. and you know, and I think he's really talking about a pretty small sample size as far as you know what's not sustainable. Um, and I would I would agree with him that if you're getting outshot thirty six to eighteen. Uh, every single game, you're probably not going to win most of those. Um, yep. But I don't, you know, being outshot has been a common trend for the Blues this season, but not by quite that much either. So, I mean, let's let's be fair. It is a small sample size that he is referencing as far as not being sustainable. Uh, but uh, so we'll, it all depends on how the Blues play coming out of break. If they continue to play that way, and if they're trying to win by still playing, you know, with with uh, with those results. Uh, so we've got uh, Justin, another great comment. Justin Scott, you take Connor Hellebuck <coughs> off Winnipeg, and you take Jake Ottinger off Dallas. Those teams would be struggling. Uh, I think they'd still be in the playoff hunt, but I agree they would not be at the top of the Central Division. So. I agree. You know, goalies make the sure. team sometimes. I, and, you know, look at Tampa. Tampa had a great offense, but without Vasilevsky saving their bacon half the time, they're giving up you, four goals a game. You take away the best part of any team, and you're going you're gonna to have issues. I mean, you know, yep. you're not going to be as good. So I don't, yeah, I, uh, it's, it, it's a, I think it's like a, it's like a hey, I could you know th- this is a good point. I'm like yeah, well you would you would like other aspects of your team to be better, and not have one carry you as much ideally, but you still can't, you know, say that you know it's a negative to have one aspect of your team playing really well. I mean, it's still a good thing. Yep. Well, let's talk about some uh, more positive uh, talk here. Robert Thomas is the lone representative for the St. Louis Blues of the 2024 NHL All-Star Game. Uh, the NHL All-Star Player Draft was tonight. Kurt, did you watch it? I did not. Neither did <laughs> no, I. I have, I'm just not interested. I mean, I, 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 you know, if I had, I actually didn't even think about it. I was busy, life happens, and I, you know, getting dinner for my kids and, you know, they have homework. And so I was just, I forgot about it and I didn't, it, it, it says something that it didn't, it wasn't important enough to me for me to, for to make me remember it. Right. But if I remembered yeah. it was on, I would have probably stuck it on in the background or something, but. Um, yeah. I, so I'll admit, I, as I told you, like I couldn't have watched it if I wanted to, apparently it was at five o'clock central. Um, and uh, I was, I literally had to be sitting oh, right here at my desk for work. Yeah, it was early. Yeah, see, I didn't get home until um, five thirty. Yeah, so I I've been I was working till at least six thirty, if not a little later. So, I mean, I could have put it on over my shoulder, but what's the point of watching a draft if you can't like see what's happening? You know, a hockey game, you can pop your head up and be like, oh, okay, it's one nothing. I can watch for a second, and you turn back to the computer. Can't do that with the draft. So I. Um, yeah, and Justin Scott here, uh, Kurt just pulled this yep. up. Did you guys see that Thomas is even in the passing challenge? That's so stupid to me. Yeah, apparently he's like not even participating. No, he's not in anything in this skills challenge. Which is, I, I mean, and there is some thought that maybe he didn't want to. Uh, right. That's, I don't think it was. I read some stuff, and it they, they weren't really clear on if he wasn't participating because he wasn't picked. Or he just didn't volunteer, didn't want to, didn't care to, whatever. Um, 
yeah, if he, I mean, they have a passing drill. He's one of the best passers in the game, uh, better than some of the guys that are participating. So uh, to me, maybe he just didn't really want to. I don't know. Yeah, that, that's possible. I, I would think he'd want to. Uh, I think I think they would have him, right, if he wanted to. I mean, he's going to be there, you know, like they're all going to be there. So I would just feel like if he's going to be there, he'd be like, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll do that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I bet he'll at least be like passing for the, 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 uh, what's the, the rapid shot one. The, there's only um, 12 players, but I think all the players are going to be like, maybe they won't be. I, I, in, I would, the, in, the, in the past, weren't they all like just kind of there, but like not? Yeah, they were all there always. So I guess maybe not, maybe not. this year. That, that's weird. I don't know. It, only 12 would seem like that just seems like there's going to be no players out there. I, yeah, I'm, you know what? Very low. Uh, I'm just, I'm, so 12, 4, 8, 12. So that's only three players per team, really? For the skills. Yeah. Yeah. That seems really stupid. I don't are they doing are they doing the skills we'll competition see. by team? Yeah, they are. Okay. The yeah. Skills. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll I'm, see. I'm, but I'm, anyway, I'm for Will Arnett. That's Oh, exactly. Well, that's why I was happy. I was going to say that that uh so <clears throat> they've got the the four captain. Well, <laughs> this is so dumb to me. There's five captains. Yeah, um, because they have to have the Hughes teams. brothers, right? Yeah, Quinn and Jack Hughes are co-captains of their team. What the fuck? It's like the Sedin twins. They just can't do. They can't do anything separate. Well, I just don't get why they can't. Like, whatever. Anyway, is Jack Hughes even in the All Star game? I don't even think he's playing. I think he's just like a co-captain. Wait, yeah, he's not. He's not on the team. So stupid. (laughs) Anyway, so um. So your your captains are Connor McDavid, and then each uh, team also has a celebrity captain. So Connor McDavid had Will Arnett, and when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, I hope that's Robert Thomas's team." We'll get to that in a second. Uh, so Jack and Quinn Hughes, they have Michael Bublé, Austin Matthews is with Justin Bieber, and Nathan McKinnon. I'm going to ask you, Kurt, on the spot, who is Tate? McRae? I was just going to ask you the same thing. Who the hell is that? I know who that okay, is. Who is it? I actually am a fan of Tate McRae. I know I'm an old man. I'm an old creepy man to being a fan of her. She is the, what some people are calling the Canadian Britney Spears. (laughs) She's young. I don't know how young she is. She's probably still a teenager. Hopefully uh, she makes better life choices. I hope. Uh, But I tell you what, I like her music. I'm into it. I know. I know. But hey, I like pop music. I'm not going to lie. I pulled her up. I see pictures. Yeah, you like her music. I do like her music. Um, you need to watch the music video for the video. Yeah, see Guil- the music video. No, shut Not up. The song. Guilty. The video. Guilty music video is filmed in a hockey rink, and she wears hockey pants. Well, yeah. Well, I well she's Canadian, and she's. She, I see a picture she here. She drives a Zamboni. She has pads on. It's so she cool. She has a hockey glove on. Another picture here. I mean, yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. I like her music. I think it's it's catchy. It's not. She's like a cross between. Her face is a cross between maybe Britney Spears and Punky Brewster. I could see that actually. It's not a bad call. Yeah. She's got the, the freckles <laughs> no, going on, and then yeah, yeah, it's, it's a Punky. Brewster. I will be honest. I I I am into her music. Soleil Moonfry, talented. I've always really enjoyed pop artists that can dance very well. 
Uh, she has got great dance moves. So I'm a fan. <laughs> Put Mark me down as a fan. All right. Okay. It's not a sex thing. Shut up. Ever. It it's is not. always a sex it thing. It is not. Guy. It's always a sex Britney thing. Spears is a sex thing. I'll give you that. <laughs> I was always way into Britney Spears. Yeah. Tate McRae, I just think she's talented. Okay. I, I, I appreciate it. I am not I'm not knocking her talent whatsoever. I, I don't know. I didn't know who she was. So Ken Morris, you can stop listening to the show right now. I am offended. He says, I'm betting Jeff is a Swifty. I am not. I despise Taylor Swift. I despise Taylor Swift. Oh, I just, oh, first of all, she is way overrated. Her music is not anything special. Okay. Um, for those, huh? Is that her fault? No, I'm just, no, I'm I just, just asking. I just don't, I'm just asking. I don't get it. I don't get why she's popular because I hear her music and I'm so like, do you hate Taylor Swift or do you hate, do you hate the, or do you hate the, uh, hype? I don't, okay. If we're going to talk about the NFL stuff, I don't give a shit about no, that. No, 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 no. Way I'm, overblowing I'm that. that. I'm just, I don't get the hype either about her in general. No. Like, I just don't. I think she's, she's, I don't know. Sorry, I hate to say this because uh, this shouldn't matter. <clears throat> I don't get, I don't think she's that attractive. So that's not part of it. Like, I see that. And I'm like, that's not I part of the reason why she's famous. She's plenty attractive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. No. Yeah. Uh, no, she's got a weird face. Um, <laughs> you have a weird face. Uh, I don't. Her music is way <laughs> overrated. She's not that good of a dancer. She's okay. But she's not like, you know, again, not like a Britney Spears or Lady Gaga. Um, let's see. What else? What else do I hate about her? Um, I don't understand why she gets to go out with every single guy in Hollywood. She dates everybody. But then a girl like Lady Gaga or Wait, hold on, hold on. Uh, Katie Spears. You said it yes, twice I'm saying Gaga. Why are you saying Gaga? You said it twice. Because <laughs> it bothers people. Okay, it bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly why i say it like that um and then like or Katy perry or whoever i don't understand why they get labeled sluts when just because they write music about being with guys but then taylor swift gets a pass i don't you think she gets a pass I, for that? I think she gets that. a lot of criticism for writing uh, for all the guys she dates but i'm saying the the particularly the slut shame yeah goes to most other women in Hollywood. She never gets it. And I'm not saying she should. I don't know. I'm just saying it's not fair that every other woman does. And some reason she gets a pass. Uh, I don't think she gets a pass. I mean, I, I see plenty of criticism, but I don't know. I just, I just don't, I just don't really care. I don't, I don't seek her out. It doesn't, you know, I, I mean, I think she has some fine songs. My daughter likes her. I don't know. I, I, uh, and shake it off is her only good. Shake song. It off is a great song. Um, yeah, but you know, uh, and the NFL thing is just kind of like like people are upset that they're seeing her on TV. I'm like, I don't that don't care whatsoever. What? Who cares? I mean, it, I don't get why people are so upset. I think they're supporting her boyfriend. I, Good for when, her. With Kelsey as a touchdown and does the whole heart thing up in the air, they'll show her. Oh, I think that's awesome. Why? Who cares? Why not? Yeah, they're not they're no, not I, cutting away from game footage. To, you know, like that's, to that's go to the one, box. There, there's nothing going on in the field. There's that's there's, one aspect that I do not agree with the the Swift haters. Yeah. I, I don't know like, I, why. I think, Who cares? It's kind of fun. Who cares? You know, I mean, I, there are a lot of. I mean, I don't know. I I I think I think if uh, any artists I don't like or don't care for, I personally, I just don't. I just kind of tune them out. I don't know. I just 
Or so the Germans would have you believe. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that's in reference to, but anytime I see that, I'm putting it on the screen. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Back to the all-star game. Uh, So again, team McDavid uh, with Will Arnett. Um, we're not going to go through the whole rosters Uh-oh. here. You can look them up, folks. Nobody cares. Uh, that was the team. Nobody cares. That was the team Robert Thomas was drafted to. Yeah. So if you are going to have a rooting interest, root for that one. Uh, it's got McDavid and Drysidle out there, uh, as well as Robert Thomas. So um, <coughs> I'm trying to see who else, real quick. Uh, I do like Boone Jenner, but he's probably the one guy that shouldn't be there. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Scott. Justin Scott, uh, you're wrong, Justin Scott. The NFL is not rigged. Come on. Now, you know how many people would have to be in on that conspiracy? Well, I, well, some things are rigged, like the Rams moving. That was rigged. Oh, that is 100% but, you know, rigged. Yeah, you know, games are not rigged. Let's, come on, come on. Yep. Be real. Let's be real. Settle down. Step. Take a step back. <laughs> Samadana. Samadana. All right. Uh, oh, hang on. I'm having issues here. Here we go. Okay. So all-star game coming up. Uh, that is what's next up for the blues. If you're interested this weekend, I don't have the times listed because honestly, I will probably turn it on in the background, but not really pay attention. I I've stopped caring about this event in its entirety. And it sounds like I'm not going to give a shit about the skills competition well, anymore. either. I'm going re- to record both. And uh, I, I may have something going on Saturday afternoon at some point. So uh, I'll watch it at some point uh, at my leisure. I'm not going to go out of my way to, uh, you know, watch it. I'll watch it when I have time. I enjoy I enjoy putting it on and just vegging and just maybe maybe in the background, like you said, or you know, just kind of flop down on the couch and throw it on for a while and just you know I have I have, my friends and I used to make it an event for the skills competition. And the like I just ha- yeah last couple of years I just have not like it's just so hokey. And I know they said I hated last I actually last year was horrendous. You know what every year before last year, I was always like, you know. You know, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, whatever. It's still, I still put it on. I still enjoy watching it, you know, to different degrees each year, whatever. I don't care. The, the people that come on and say that, you know, oh my God, I hate it so much. They should, they, it's a waste of time. They should never do it. Uh, do away with the All Star game. Like, well, don't watch it. Just, just, yeah, just don't watch, watch it. it yeah, I, agree. I mean, some people I, I might like this... it or some, but I, I like, I like having the option to put it on in the background and look up every now and then and see what's going on. That's that's fun for me. I, I consider not, this I, a break from like because you know and you know part of it's for the podcast, part of it's just because I'm a fucking insane blues fan. I consider this a little bit of a break in the middle of the season for me to just be like, hey, you know what? You don't have anything planned for the next week. Just relax, watch whatever the hell you want, watch a movie, and it's just kind of like a little break for me, like from like kind of forcing. Not I don't want to say forcing. That's a bad word, but. Um, kind of like being like, I'm going to watch hockey tonight. I don't have to watch it for the next week if I don't want to. So that's the way I view it. They should just, uh, uh, well, they should have a break of maybe two weeks during the season and have a tournament. Uh, they're talking about doing that USA, Canada, uh, or well, no, I'm not USA, Canada, but, uh, th- three teams, four teams, whatever, uh, nations. I'd like to see nations, uh, go ahead. Like world, to, Cup. world Cup of hockey. Do it. I, I guess they're starting is. to see the how people get excited over the tournaments the M- the MLS does because um, I know the NBA is starting to do that, and I think there's there's talks in the NHL of doing something like just, that too. I, well, with with the NBA going to it, I think it's just a matter of time for the NHL to do it. Yeah, uh, which that'll be interesting because with the NBA, 
I mean, I'm not going to say there are less injuries in the NBA, but, you know, hockey is a violent sport. Um, mm-hmm. NBA is not supposed to be, uh, technically, but it is. Uh, but not near as, I mean, there's, this is, I mean, guys can get, well, how would you feel if a mid-season tournament and your best player goes down with a season-ending injury? We've seen that in the Olympics. We yeah. saw that with uh, Keith Kachuk, right? So, I mean, that's that's rough. But yep. with that said, uh, the, some of the best hockey I've seen ever has been some of the the, the World Cup of Hockey. Uh, yep. Fantastic. I went and saw a game in Columbus, USA versus Canada. It was a warm-up for that tournament. It was a practice game, basically. And they went at it. I mean, they wanted to win that game. It, was, it wasn't even a tournament game. It was amazing. It was a great game. Uh, so Ken Morris says best all-star games were all-stars against cup winner or NHL all-stars against Soviets. And that's before 100%. my time. That is, yeah, it's behind. It's for my time too, but I've seen those games. And even back in the early nineties when it was, you know, you had the Gretzky's, the holes, the Lemuse, the Kevin Stevens, even, you know, guys like that making the all-star game. They, I don't know. It, maybe it's just nostalgia speaking, but I feel like they cared a little bit more. And I'm not saying I don't I don't hate that the players don't care. I get why they don't care. It's just for me, it's a marketing event for the NHL. You know, it's just I have no interest in it. The man I can't I mean it was before my time, but the NHL All Stars versus the Soviets, that was you know, I guess that was that was Cold War era stuff. Or oh, pre Cold yeah. War. Just I guess pre Cold War maybe. In that Cold area. War. Yeah, that, that man, that that had to have been amazing, uh, uh, like live. Oh, I've said God. before, I th- I think it would be really cool if they built teams and they had like a little, kind of like they have it now with the mini tournament. And they have a three-on-three, but you add in maybe one female player per team. Maybe you add in an NHL uh, alum. Like, come on, you're telling me that wouldn't be more fun than the bullshit we see now? I you saw the shit that they that people gave for uh, that uh, spewed for just having that women's that many women's game that's the uh, in the all star in between was it the uh, the women played USA versus Canada yeah yep. uh, they played like was it ten minutes or whatever it was yeah uh, or one period or three short periods whatever it was I can't remember what it was I don't remember but, what it was but people came out of the woodwork I hated that um there was one goal wasn't there. I don't remember. I think Canada beat USA one nothing. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. It, Either way, I just think, you know, if you want to try and change it up and get more views, I think you got to do something other than every. Just, oh, we'll bring back the player draft. Like you got to do something else. So what the baked beaver says here is what I I think I've said this before that I agree with this. I've I think said this too. Or, or to a, to a certain extent, a, a version of this. You know, he wants to see the actual fastest skaters, the actual hardest shot, etc. Because we need individual competitors that are the best of the NHL. I agree. So each team having its own skills competition, and the winners of each of those categories then go to the skills competition. Hundred uh, percent. And then the All Star Game could actually be something different. You don't have to have the most skilled. You know, and the All Star Game is the vote is the vote in for the fans. I don't know. Uh, that that's. I would love to see because then you've got the actual fastest skaters, the actual hardest shots yep. going head to head. Why? That's... I think I literally said this last week. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> I think I, so. Yeah. I mean, well, I think we've said it before on the show too in previous years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's come up before, and uh, it's a great idea. I, I, I mean, I don't know why they don't 
don't do that because each team has had their own skills competition before. Yep. Yeah, they used but, to do them. I don't get yeah. it. I, I loved going to that when I was a kid. I thought it was awesome. So. All right. And then uh, the Blues will not play again until the following Saturday. So this is their midseason break. Uh, February 10th, 12 o'clock in Buffalo. Uh, so 12 o'clock p.m. Central Daylight Time. So they'll be in Buffalo then. So a week after the All-Star game. Uh, so we'll have a show next week, but uh, we'll see what it entails. Um I doubt we'll be talking all star game. game. <laughs> yeah, we are not doing that. <laughs> uh, so rapid fire tidbits from around the NHL. Uh, we had Elias Lindholm traded to the Canucks by the Flames for uh, Kuzmenko. Uh, Calgary also received Vancouver's first round pick and a conditional fourth round selection in the 2024 NHL draft, as well as defenseman prospects Hunter. Whoa. Whoa. Um, <laughs> Bruce Witz. Bruce Witz. Bruce Witz. Bruce Witz. It's literally B R Z. Braunschweiger. To start his name. What the Brown, hell? Braunschweiger. That's, that's stupid. Crucial Niski. Uh, and Yanni Yermo. Zipchinski. Uh, Hunter Zipchinski. Yeah, Zipchinski. There you go. <laughs> uh, and Yanni Yermo, which is a great name. Um, so basically, Vancouver, uh, they gave up a haul. For Elias Lindholm, and that, I think that is one of their biggest needs. They needed a good like second line center on their team. They're going for it this year. He's uh, potentially become a UFA this year. He has 32 points in 49 games for the Flames. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean they gave up. Uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on Kuzmenko, Kuzmenko's first name, but do you think Elias Lindholm uses Carl Lindbaum's Carl Lindbaum? He has to. <laughs> Everyone should. Andre Kuzmenko. That's right. Um, and and uh, he had a great season last year, but he's fallen off this year. There are some people saying in Calgary that if they can, if he can find that scoring touch again, this is a very good trade for Calgary too. So I do think this is a good trade for both sides. Kind of like, uh, kind of like when uh, trading like a Chuck was a good trade for them. Yeah. Great trade. <laughs> Remember that? Oh, they got a haul in return. I saw somebody say that uh, they could put him on a line with Huberto and he'll bring back Kuzmenko's scoring touch. And I'm like, uh, Huberto can't do shit out there. What, what are you thinking? <laughs> so interesting trade, but Vancouver's definitely loading up, going for it. We'll see how far they can go in the playoffs. If they don't win, they might burn the city down again. Let's hope not. Although we wow. did get that great photo of the couple kissing. You remember yeah. that? Yeah, that was that was, that was a staged, great though. picture. Yeah, it was. It was, it was like it was a social still... media thing. They were like influencers or something at the time. It was still but, cool yeah. though. I no, it was cool. That picture. It was super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, let's get anything else, Kurt. I think we're done. Let's shut her down, Earl. Shut her down. Uh, sorry to all those uh, women out there who were concerned about Bill. Don't worry. He's fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. We just want to let you all know it's okay. He's just dealing with some personal things and uh, has to deal with life, unfortunately. Um, but uh, I expect him to be back next week, and hopefully that will be the start of the new Bill Day segment. That well, we, uh, there won't be a goal to, to review over the past week, though. Fuck. That's true. <laughs> Well, unless they got a save from the All Star game, maybe there's a great save from the All Star game. Yeah, we can. There might be. There usually is at least one or two really awesome saves, or something during the skills competition. No, there there won't be. Yeah, uh, yeah, they have goalie stuff. They do right. Uh, maybe yeah, like a but breakaway yeah. challenge save or something. Uh, yeah, but 
do we ever really talk about the amazing save made? Not really. No. It's like the amazing no. goal score. We scoring. can. We can. Yeah. Oh, well. Maybe the save of the season so far. We'll do that. We could do that. There's yeah. there's a couple candidates out there. Yeah. All right. Well, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockin'thatidlife.com for more information. That's rockin'thatidlife.com and get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockin'thatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Mike Burgoyne from Real Brokerage Realty. Email him at mike at strikewithmike.com today for all your home buying and selling needs. That's mike at strikewithmike.com. That will wrap up episode 17 of season 13 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Kurt Price and the absent Bill Day and producer Austin, I'm Jeff Ponder and this was Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, let's go Team McDavid. Let's go Will Arnett. We can all agree on that. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blue. St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.